Gamers and gentle gamers, welcome to the dark future. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Tormented by Gnomes, I'll be your game master this evening, and joining me once again is our indefati indefatigable cast. I'm sorry, what you call Golden me? Boy, Seltzer, Sideshow, Bren. I just realized uh, that Golden Boy is bald. Sorry, I, uh, sorry for interrupting, but Golden Boy is bald again. When did that happen? Yeah. Decided to shave it all off. I'm tired. I'm t you know, okay, here's the thing. Uh, I'm losing my hair. All yeah. right. And, uh, and I figured, you? yeah, you know, it's happening. <laughs> so I figured what I do is I just chop it all off. I'm casting with Sean Gares tomorrow. So he's got all the hair for me. And, then yeah. I, and, and, and he's better looking and he's in shape and yeah. all that stuff. So I'm just going to be there. And you and look I'm like the so duck excited. egg that you get. You know where sometimes you get a duck's egg in the middle of all of the other chicken's eggs? And yeah, like, just your head, the... like your head. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like the absolute pale white chicken's head, and then you've just got the little, the little slightly furry duck egg that you yeah, sometimes I'm get. Furry. I, I would like to think I'm cage-free. Yeah. You know? yeah, they're sometimes a little bit furry. Like, they stick feathers back onto them to make people think that they're all organic and stuff. No way. Like, really? is this catching on the it's show? Like, yeah. like, Bren, is it you or me next? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right. We're three, three out of five. Uh, bald yeah. people. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And it's okay. Am I bald? You get the hair Josh down is, here. Josh is back in denial. <laughs> here's here's the thing. When it goes up to here, it, it's only about twenty five percent credit at best. Mm, yeah. <laughs> my it, God, I must have just been. I was balding in, in college. I must have just been out of college for like a year when I went to get my hair done. And the person was, and in college, I had Chewbacca hair. I had so much hair. Uh, and the, the hairdresser's like, look, man, you don't prune a dying tree. You cut that thing down. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was like, well, I guess that's that. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. You don't prune a dying tree. You're all good-looking gentlemen, jobs on television, faces for camera. I don't see what the problem is here. Mm. Hair, no Global hair. icon, national treasure. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it, you know, um, but I'm still balding. So. Yeah, you look beautiful, though. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You, you used the wrong phrase. You're not balding. You're balded at the moment. You've done it to yourself. Yes. You've balded. That's true. Yeah, I went and, uh, yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it because, honestly, in all this, this COVID stuff, <laughs> I decided that it's best if I just, if I shave it all off because, you know, I won't, when Cyberpunk comes out next week, uh -huh. I'll have no time to do anything. You sound so, like you're trying to convince yourself. So I'm just going to sit here and <laughs> yes. It's part of the coping process. Let it happen. I am. But I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and I'm just going to play and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to um, not bathe and stuff. It's going to be mm. dope. You look mm. harder as well. You look a bit more like your character, Monarch, where I feel like, you know, sure. you're, the full black outfit and then the the slick glasses and the bolder head mm -hmm. makes you look a bit more of like a tough guy as tough yeah. as is possible for someone who's yeah. got a bunch of just nerdy video game stuff behind them guys i'm super tough <laughs> <laughs> thanks sure all right thanks Ray. <laughs> so 
in our last episode, if you're just catching up, uh, our heroes are on the run from a vast, nebulous, uh, poorly defined conspiracy of corporations plotting against them. They've discovered a couple of leads. They fought a bunch of booster gangs. They have a mysterious chip from Continental Brands. It's heavily encrypted that may provide more information about what's going on. They have a lead on a ship full of Arasaka employees who they found underground with their brains drained out by computers that they're trying to find out more about. And they just stole a bunch of cheese and made a bunch of money because of all the cheese that they stole. If I recall correctly, the payout for that job was 5,000 eddies. Has the team distributed that yet? Um, I, I just, uh, basically allocated myself 1,250 because I assumed we would split it four ways. But if, if that's debatable among the group, then I'm happy to have that debate. I am a fixer. I will out negotiate you and end up with all of it. Debate? Is there any debate? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I would, I would say that it should be split evenly four ways. But if any of you want to try and steal more of the pie, I'm happy to go into trade negotiations and steal that money. No, back. Why did you even I'm... open that door? Why? Why? Yeah, I'm happy to just split it evenly. Okay. Yeah. I, I just mean, thought and, and also... your, your character's a bit of a bell end, honestly, Bren. So I thought Me? you might try and like, <laughs> I thought you might try and just put a bunch of money away somewhere no. and squirrel it away, or try and argue that he's the I don't know. He did more, so he deserves more. My character's not a bell end. It's a bit of a little bit. Little bit. Well, I don't think he is. I think no? he's no. I I don't I don't like that you've labelled me. <laughs> I'm not labelling you. Penis. I'm labelling your character. I don't like that you. Well, you are la- when you label Jarex, you label me. Oh, so, that's dangerous. So get out. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, method acting. <laughs> method acting. Uh, but I do think. Uh, okay. Well, here we one, go. Here we go. No, 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 no. Here no. we go. See, I used a rocket launcher. All right. So uh, you're welcome. Clearly. Uh, two, all right, you guys won't be able to do any of this stuff without me. So, like, I should be walking away with that, with at least, like, here's, here's how needed. I think, here's how I think, uh, we do this split, right? This is the way I, this is my, my, my mathematics. Uh-huh. Uh, we do, uh, like, like 20 for, uh, you guys. So, y- you guys, 20 eddies or 20%. 20%. You guys okay. all get 20%. And then I get 40. And then mm. there we go, because I'm because I can kill all of you guys with relative mm. ease. So I've just added I still 1, have one rocket left. To yeah, my character I, I, I think that I, I'm be, I'll be happy to recompensate anybody for ammunition used during the during the mission, and then we split the the following sum four ways. I'm happy to do that if you if you're worried about your RPG being expensive to get another rocket for i you know it's fine how about this how about we just we just do we just split the money four ways and and you know we're good but just so you know i will never forget this okay you'll never forget that there was a fair split of a mission that we all contributed to your that that goes down in your never forget folder that's That's right i'm writing it down i'm writing it down right now in my journal never forget You're in the black book now. This is bad news. Yeah. You just made the list. Mm. Some people have, you know, like... Actually, I'm not going to go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe to broadcast that, is no, it? No, it's not. No, it's not. You, might, you do best to, re- to, to veer past that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving. happy with the four-way split. I mean, you, if Monarch tries to argue, I'm shoving him back in a cryo tube. <laughs> 
You can't solve all your problems by shoving. You can solve a lot of problems by shoving people into cryotubes, but not all of them. Mm. That would solve that problem. <laughs> In fact, it would be more beneficial. It would be a three-way split. <laughs> now you're thinking like a cyberpunk. Um, and before you think too much more like a cyberpunk. So up until this point, when this campaign opened, everyone was having a nice little bit of poker on a rooftop as the sun set. Then we dumped a bunch of choo-choo on the fire. The whole thing exploded. You've been on the run ever since. This is the first part of our story when the characters have a chance to go back to their lives, even if only temporarily, even if while you're still trying to be surreptitious and dodge the eyes of the conspiracy. You all have your own skill sets. You all have your own lives outside of this. So you're going to have a little bit of downtime in order to just pursue those while you work on unraveling the conspiracy and advancing your further goals. So we're going to start off here with Natalie. Uh, Natalie Smith, one of the first things we're going to do is in Cyberpunk Red, there are rules for what happens between adventures. The normal assumption in a campaign is that, again, everybody has their own thing going on, and then every so often they get together to blow something up or steal something. So the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to go ahead and run through, briefly simulate how you're doing in your first week of paying your way. Living at your nice con app that you've been provided with, driving your company car, going through orientation and training, trying to learn the names of all the forms that you have to file, figuring out who likes what kind of coffee, replacing everything with Continental Brands uh, food, so on and so forth. I'm going to have you roll 1d6 for starters. Three. Three. Okay. Uh, basically, you collected a paycheck this week. You know, you're still learning a lot. You're working on your objectives and goals, but nothing really major happened at, we at work. Go ahead and add 200 eddies to your bank account. Now, during this time, uh, how's the show pitch that you're working on? Do you have any new developments? Are you bouncing ideas off of anybody? Are you still in the uh, the brainstorming phase? Well, the problem is I start with an idea and I get really excited about it and then it just loses steam. And so I have so, so many fragments of ideas, but bouncing it off my friends sounds like a great plan. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure that you lot would cross paths during the week, mm -hmm. given that Natalie's pretty much the only one who sort of has the protection of a corporation on her side and therefore can run above the radar. But everyone else, I we're going to get to you guys one at a time. Um, but do you, do you have any ideas that you want to bounce off of somebody? And if so, who? Um, I mean, Jim Fingers, you really know what sells. And you know, like, the pulse of Red Sky City. So I'm wondering, I do. do you have a TV? <laughs> Down in the bunker, do I have a TV? <laughs> I guess it's more of a past tense question. Did you watch a lot of TV before, you know, and I sort of gesture to above? Gestures I, vaguely at everything. I feel like my my understanding of the pulse of Red Sky City, of Night City, was was definitely, it was definitely more to do with stuff that was a bit below the level of mass media. I don't think that I was really in tune with it in the same way that a marketing genius would be in tune with it. I was more 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 in touch with the people and what they're really after, you know? rather than what they're told to be after. Right, 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 right. So what do you think about a show about a middle management mailroom clerk who works really hard at a corporation by day, and then at night 
it's revealed that she has a secret identity as a mailroom clerk at a different company. Oh my god. So that's another cool idea that I had that I'm kind of just like spitballing right now. But wait, Jim, here's another one. So it's about... You know how kibble has so many cool different flavors? What if we did a show where it was like, try every flavor. Like, you gotta try them all. Or there's another one about... I'm sure you've seen these. They're these little virtual plants. And they come in like so many different shapes and sizes. Like, you can get little succulents or you can get little like flowerings. You can get perennials. You can get like annuals. You can get a lot of different stuff. You can even get some kind of trees or mid-sized bushes. But a show where we look at the different virtual plants. I think we're going to call it like neat virtual plants. Yeah. Okay, wait. You don't seem very excited. No, 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 sorry. No, that one. <clears throat> Meet the virtual plants. I love that one. Um I I think a lot of people are really striving for uh virtual connection in their life. Uh, and the humans can often be a bit too much. Def no, I I think I think that last idea you put forward is uh, is a brilliant one. I, t I tell you what, though, I've never been much of a virtual botanical, you know, kind of guy myself. But I'll tell you who was. I I think Jarax was really into virtual botany. So oh my god, you know, I can't. I don't have much more to offer. I like the ideas you bring into the table. I'm a busy man. I've got stuff to do. I hate to push you off like this, but I think Jarax could really help you out. I. That's so crazy. I I didn't even know that about Jerex. We've been hanging out all this time. We could have oh, been talking about fun. virtual plants. And now oh, he's a just big like fan. books it out of the room to wherever Jerex is to talk about virtual plants. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the tube still? <laughs> I am not in the tube anymore. I don't know what I would be doing. I'd be in the bunker. I'd probably be well, tinkering with my arm or maybe the machinery, trying to figure out how the soul killer stuff worked. <laughs> So you got a couple of options here, uh, Jerax. First off, you can apply your trade as a med tech, just trying to see what income you can generate on the down low. Uh, but also, now might be your opportunity to try to reclaim some of that lost humanity. You're more machine now than man. Twisted, oh, yeah. not yet evil. So uh, it, at your discretion and with your sufficient funding, because they don't, you know, insurance is not exactly abundantly available, uh, you can undergo therapy during this time. So you, you might not be around um, if that's what you're up to. I would be probably trying to do that. I mean, my what is my okay. humanity on? Uh, pretty freaking low. Your empathy's at one right my, now, right? My empathy is at... Is it at one? I'm trying to... Uh, let's see if I can pull it up. If my, not, I have notes. My eyes can't find it. Oh yeah, my humanity is one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, maximum is like 50, I think. Yeah. Really? So... It goes from 1 to 50 and you're at 1. I mean, yeah. if anything, you've been far too kind and generous. I have, and yeah. Like. I mean, I've been, I've been logical in my approach to life, I think. Um, yeah, I would absolutely be getting some sort of therapy to try and correct me. Okay. So therapy is going to take your entire week. You will not have the opportunity to do hardcore research. You will not have the opportunity to hustle, to make some money on the side. And you're going to need a clinic in which to perform therapy because while you've investigated the possibility of duplicating your own mind, consciousness, yep. 
that would require you to essentially undergo soul killer light, which is not a technology you have access to at the moment in order to fully duplicate your mind. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it's possible nobody has that. So at the moment, you're going to need to undergo therapy, which means you're going to need, unless you can bring somebody to your house or you have like a friend you can call in, can I, um, you're going to need to go to be hospitalized. Can I download like virtual AI hollow disks into my mind <laughs> to talk to a, a virtual therapist? They're not that sophisticated. Let me tell you a little bit about how therapy works. First off, you are, there's a chemical, there's a medicinal aspect to this. There mm. are neurochemicals that you're injected with basically let your brain rewire itself they increase your neuroplasticity those are completely copyrighted and carefully controlled by biotechnica obviously this is red sky city you can you jim can probably hook you up with somebody not through biotechnica but for the most part you have to get those injected you have to be working under the auspices of a qualified med tech and they put you through a brain dance a where it's a true virtual reality. Mm -hmm. It interacts directly with your neural receptors and it puts you through these situations where you can interact with elements of your past. You can sort of re-acclimatize yourself and start to see yourself as a whole human being, not a collection of parts, which is what cyberpsychosis tends to do to break you down. So there so are no- ayahuasca trip, kind of, but, yeah. but the mm -hmm. Night City version. Yeah, state-sanctioned, mm you know, biometrically uh, monitored, all that jazz. So you can perform, you are actually qualified to perform therapy on other people, <laughs> even in your current <laughs> semi-psychotic state. Uh, but you, there is no AI that does it. You're going to have to either go to a hospital or uh -huh. some secure facility in order to undergo the therapy and treatment that you need. All right, let's do it. Would you have told okay. me about this? Yeah, it probably would make sense, wouldn't it? If you had, I think I would be able to recommend people that would be a little below, you know, the radar so that you wouldn't mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. get formally logged into a hospital with your well, wouldn't I location know this, though, registration. As well, yeah, possibly. As an underground doctor. You might. Um, that said, as a ridiculously high-ranking fixer, Yeah, maybe if... maybe Jim would know. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I would go up to Jim and say, Jim, I need a human to <laughs> fix my mind. <laughs> uh, do you want me to open you up? <laughs> nice humor. Uh, no, that what? is not what I am looking for. I need a human to perform therapy on me. Oh. That is wonderfully self-reflected of you, my little robot friend that you mm. realize you have uh, almost passed into the dark abyss. Now, I do know other people who are like you. I mean, I I'm going to be honest with you, Jarex. None of them are quite as good as you uh, at the lower level. That's why I literally partnered with you. But I think Rex used to have a guy that he was in touch with and some of the other fixers around here have their mm. own med techs that might be able to do a similar level of job. There's probably someone that I can get in touch with that I trust. Very interesting. You need it ASAP, presumably? Yes. Okay. And you have the money to be able to cover it? This is not going to be pro bono work. Maybe. I mean, maybe it's not something I can negotiate with. I can't say, I, mm, mm, what's the pay? Uh, maybe. So the rate on therapy for extreme humanity loss, which is what you need, <laughs> 
is a thousand eddies. And if you have to stay in the hospital, it's a hundred a night. Mm. Hmm. It's going to take you a whole week. If you, ah. uh, if you want some kind of discount though, Jerax, I can probably get in touch with them and offer your services as a med tech to offset some well, of that. What happened to the split from the cyberware? Yeah, we can use that to fund it as well. I have that money at the moment. How much money is it? That was 2,000 eddies. So 500 oh. of it's yours. I just need 500. Yeah, well, then it's yours. Uh, okay. I'll, well, in fact, I mean, it's not yours. I'll go and get in touch with them and I'll pay using that. Okay. That makes logical sense. I'm going to try and get a good deal to put some more money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Roll a haggle check. Okay. Or, uh, Do I need to roll an operator you're... check to get in touch with them in the first place? Or are we just assuming no, that I you're... can? You're good. You know people <laughs> okay. who know people. There's some surreptitious below the radar places, uh, you know, you know, black market therapy. It's totally a thing. It's totally oh, not right now. 16. 16. Wowie. Well, that's a powerful. Okay. Yeah. You can get that uh, 10%. You can get 10% off on this. Wow. Okay. That. Yep. That sounds pretty good. So what well, that means that uh, it costs four, a little uh, wait, four, 450 instead of 500. Well, no, I'm he's going with the, the extreme. So it's 1,000 plus 100 per stay. Oh, I see. Right, so it's ten percent off the entire amount. Yeah, seventeen off of seventeen hundred. So it's one hundred and seventy back. Right, one hundred and seventy back. Not bad, not bad. Um, so, are you going to charge Jerax full price and then just pocket the difference? Yes, because I told him <laughs> what price it would be, and he mm -hmm. said, "Yeah, that was fine." So I'm just going to. I mean, he didn't ask me to negotiate. He just said, "Ah, yes, that's logical." So, I'll yeah, I'm going to pocket the the difference. That was my skill that created the difference. Right, that's your rate. Yeah. And uh, it, it's at no additional charge to the customer. So, mm. right, Jarex, if that all works for you, then well, why go would ahead. I pay Jim? What, sorry? Why would I pay you? You you didn't. What do you mean? You, why would you pay me? I Who had I the money. I had the money from selling the cyberware, right? And so you just told me that I would go and make the deal for you. And then yeah. that money, that money would be cancelled out. That five hundred eddies would be cancelled out. The extra mm -hmm. money you're giving to me because I just went and paid for your therapy. That makes sense. <laughs> I think I've got spaghetti bolognese around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I'd be trying to like see every time we're on the full full screen camera on me, <laughs> but I don't know for sure. Maybe I do. I don't know. Enhance. Enhance. Who knows? You just got some delightful Jer lipstick on. Yeah. Now, where in Night City did Jarex get real spaghetti bolognese? Spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. The same guys we sold the, the some parmesan, parmesan cheese to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems acceptable. I'll, uh, I mean, sure. I don't really know how this... I, I should know how this works, but listen, mm -hmm. I'm just... I'm just trying to get checked in. I'm trying to get help. I'm I'm drifting dangerously close to general machinery. Yeah. So I've I've paid the five hundred bucks. You would have to pay the uh, one thousand two hundred. Okay. Go ahead, and go ahead and deduct that now, Jerax. And essentially, you're going to be taken into a very comfortable place with low lights and some Enya-style, you know, ambient music that can just loop infinitely. 
uh, some incense, probably made from kelp. Everything in the future is made from kelp. And you're a very nice relaxing chair with the Neo-style plug to connect you to the brain dance in it. And the therapist is going to induce a trance-like state and plug you into the brain dance. And you're going to go through a series of simulations, in some of which you simply confront your own body and are inundated by the simulation with this sense of wholeness and of togetherness. This is me. I am a person. I am not a collection of parts. When I chopped off my arms to get better arms, those arms are now me. They are not simply tools. Other people are not parts. Other people are also people, and I should care about them. And there's, there's a lot of this, and it goes on and on and on, and because of the drugs and the nature of the brain dance and the ability to directly interface with your mind, there's a lot of time dilation here. You're going to mm. spend about a week going in and out of uh, essentially a tripping. Very guided, structured, out-of-body, no, in-body experiences. <laughs> and between sessions, you're pulled out of there. You have a nice, comfortable place to sleep. You're giving sleeping, sleeping medication. Like, it's a very, very... And even when you're unplugged from it, your brain is just reeling, trying to reprocess everything. Mm. As part of this... There are elements of the brain dance that are empty, that are blank, that are designed to fill in from things that you put in to your own therapy, aspects that you bring to it. Mm. And your therapist doesn't sit there talking to you like they would in a normal therapy session. Instead, they sort of interface with you through the brain dance simulation. So when you are trying to just remember how to interact with other humans, other people, and trying to remember how to care about other people. Who shows up? Who are the other people that, like, someone I care about? They would pop up. Who would that be? Oh, it would be my brother. Monarch. Your brother. It would not be Monarch. It would definitely <laughs> not be Monarch. It would be Jarex's brother. Mm -hmm. um, Sean. Yeah. And the two of you are were estranged, or at least he wasn't your biggest fan when he had his accident, right? No, he didn't like me. Mm -hmm. didn't like why me, is but, that well but because you know he he blames me for the mess that we're in being in mm -hmm. uh having to be shipped away to the west coast of america away from the uk crime empire that we've built up um he he blames me for a lot of what happened yeah okay that's sort of a tough thing while you're trying to reconnect now is sean an identical twin or is he just I don't remember what the other term was. Is he identical remember. or not? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? I okay. think I thought he was, but maybe not. Maybe he was, yeah. I think we specified in the first episode, mm. but whatever. It doesn't really. Yeah. I I mean I I've I have the receipts. I can check this. It's just gonna take a moment. Yeah, uh, I can't I can't really remember. So there's this odd sense of trying to reconnect with somebody who literally you entered the world with, but who also wasn't really your biggest fan because of a lot of prior trauma that came about when you came over from the uk did you already have your cyber arms or were those installed later i already had my cyber arms at that point okay if you go further back into your past did the two of you get along better then did you have like good times were you super close growing up no our family was very dysfunctional we uh it, it was um I'm trying to think of like a, an example i would use but essentially there was a there was a big falling out I was high up in a in a medical company. I ran away with trade secrets. He was forced to come with me. 
for one reason or another. Um, but essentially, we're also running from the prospect of having to eventually run and compete against one another to be the head of the crime household. Um, which the is UK what, mafia. yeah, the UK mafia, which is what our entire family is kind of built upon. We were we were running mm -hmm. away from that concept um, because neither of us wanted the the head the head seat, if you will. We didn't want to run mm -hmm. the the family uh, and run the the company and whatnot. Um, yeah. And there was this attitude the entire time of constant competition. You know, it, it was this uh, Darwinist approach to the way that your family worked is you're always looking for an edge over each other. You never know who to trust. Simultaneously, they're reinforcing these ideas of utter, complete loyalty. The only thing that matters is loyalty to the family and more importantly, loyalty to whoever's in charge. But there's also this constant expectation that everyone's constantly looking over each other for whatever advantage they can eke out, whatever weakness they can spot to climb and just amass more and more money and influence over and over. And even though the two of you didn't really get along that great, just because you were pitted deliberately against each other, you still both, and even though he kind of blames you for why you had to leave, it sounds like neither of you, both of you rebelled in your own ways against that constant deliberate infighting that was mm -hmm. part of, of the atmosphere. So that's the most meaningful relationship that Jarex can sort of hold on to in his life. Yeah, I suppose Jarex would, uh, would, would hold on to that aspect as well. Uh, I mm -hmm. think as well, Jarex would probably blame himself as well for what happened to Sean in terms mm -hmm. of like them both finding work in their own ways, him being a netrunner, delving deep too greedily, much like <laughs> the dwarves. Um, and uh, and me just being an underground doctor, you know, it's two very different lives, each with their own dangers, but his, you know, his side of things being admittedly more dangerous because, you know, his soul got ripped out of his body. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you delved into improving and mastering the the body, the flesh, and he moved into improving or mastering the mind. And maybe the one thing that can sort of bring you back in harmony with yourself and bring you back together is the fact that you're trying to understand his world now by being a netrunner. Mm -hmm. And maybe in that virtual reality, you can find some sort of synthesis, some sort of wholeness. Roll for me a... How do I want to handle this? Roll 4d6. 4d6, huh? Mm -hmm. 15. Boom. Okay. During this process, you still, you don't feel complete, though you're starting to wonder how much of that is, you know, carving yourself apart to improve upon yourself and how much of that is just the life that you've le led. But you do recover 15 humanity. Mm. Slowly becoming more human. You did it, mm -hmm. man. And now, how much of that would be taken away if I wanted to install a metal spine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, here we see the problem. <laughs> you know, so the way that this works, every implant, every piece of cyber that you have decreases your maximum humanity by two. And your humanity, we can explain rules now that the rules are out. It's great. Your humanity max normally is equal to 10 times your empathy, which I believe is a five. Yep. So you have 10 pieces of cyberware installed. So your maximum empathy right now is 30. Hmm. And at 30 humanity, 
your empathy would function as if it was a three. That makes sense. Your, your, your sure. humanity reduces your effective empathy. Uh, so you can continue to have therapy until your humanity goes all the way up to 30. And then if you install more cyberware, it's going to decrease by a random amount. But even if you get therapy, there's a cap of two points gotcha. down. Huh. So let's look at what a, a cyber spine. You know what? I'm going to look up a cyber spine <laughs> while we turn the table over to the next person so that they can be interesting while I nose through rules, rule books. Uh, I tend to yeah. find that to be a better strategy. I ran into a couple of a couple of scenarios where I really wish I had a cyber spine. <laughs> I mean, mood. Yeah. <laughs> like trying All to right. lift a container, trying to jump mm -hmm. off buildings. Yeah. So, in the week off, Monarch, are you going back to work? Uh, yeah. So I've been thinking about this. I'm glad I had so much time. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, I do a favor for a friend of mine, uh, out in the, uh, out in Haywood in the Santo Domingo area. He's got a little, little hole in the wall bar that he needs protecting. Uh, his name is, uh, Pablo Diego Jose Francesco de Paula Juan Nepomenco Maria de los Remedios Cipriano de la Santísima Trinidad Ruiz y Picasso, but we just call him Booger. No, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, so we we hang out with uh I, I go I check out Booger's joint, uh mm -hmm. which which is called um Booger's joint. And <laughs> and I just I just do some uh light light bodyguard work for him. Uh and then, you know, maybe I I take a, a hit job for some dumbass corpo or something like that. That's about it. Awesome. Okay, so normally the way that the hustle would work is you'd roll a d6, and I would tell you what sort of work you got. Uh, we're still going to do the d6, but we're taking what you told me because that's awesome. This is just going to sort of determine how good the pay ends up being. Sure. So roll one d6. Yep. And just to peek out from behind the curtain, the way this works is the higher your main ability is, in your case, um, combat awareness, uh. That basically that makes us that when you roll, say, if you roll a four, it means something different if you've got a combat awareness one to four versus five to seven versus eight to ten. So the better a solo you become, the more you're just little jobs here and there are going to pay for you. Mm. Roll one d6. All right. Six. Nice. Six. Oh, by All the way, right. how much yeah. money did I make from the other thing? Oh, the job? Yeah. The, the cheese job was 1250. I got 1250 for that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yo, turn yeah. up, dog. Let's go. I got 1350. All right, and what is your combat awareness score? Four still, right? Unless you put some more points into it. Uh, my combat, what? My combat awareness? Mm -hmm. uh, it is at four still, yeah. All right, so for this job, you know, with expenses, materials, grenades, et cetera, whatever else you have to pay, uh, you end up pulling in 100 eddies for the week. You're doing some friends' favors. They're not, you know... Yeah. This isn't like a full-fledged job. This is just side work. So you're going to pull in 100 eddies. And, but here's the other thing. You hang out with a lot of solos. You're pretty well known. You're developing a reputation, right? Uh, but things have been getting real ugly inside the combat zones. This is what you're getting. Like when you're working at Booger's Joint, you're hearing from the, the nomads and the solos who are rolling through. Things have really heated up in the combat zones recently. The level of violence has just skyrocketed. A lot of the booster gangs are at each other's throats for territory. There seems to be some sort of a big scuffle uh, because some bigwigs, in, just in the last 
week or so, some major players have been whacked, <laughs> and that's left a, a gap. So, so weird. Things are really hectic in there. Also, there used to be this guy, Rex, and he put his finger on the scales and kept everybody in check. He had this whole system of alliances where he'd make nice with this booster gang and talk to that person and, you know, uh, tip off the cops over here just to make these boosters move out of these boosters' territory. He was playing this long game. They used to say that Rex decided where the combat zones ended, right? Like, oh, when, how do you know when you've moved from one district into the other? That's up to Rex. Rex is gone. Rex got whacked. There was some big job that happened down at the Bozos, and Rex is gone now. There are no rules. So all the combat gangs are just up to each other's throats in blood fighting for territory right now. A level of, like people living near the combat zones have been getting really worried and there's been a lot more work for solos as of late. Yeah. That's a great idea for a show. <laughs> <laughs> now you should have came to me. I got actual life experiences, Natalie, but instead you go to those knuckleheads, you go to freaking cyborg sally over here and you didn't go to me i was eagle. in therapy <laughs> absolutely gonna check with you monarch to make sure that none of my show's ideas were actually movies from the early to late 2000s <laughs> i got you covered i got you covered have you ever heard about terminator genesis i heard Still it was the, the boomer best stuff again it was the best <laughs> of the terminator movies i was told anyway moving on <laughs> Wait, what um so double or nothing actually hits you up monarch mm, yeah don't i don't i owe her something a favor because you called her in to help you guys protect the apartment during the entire thing that went down what she's looking like to trying to get me killed i mean that's my job man i'm the game master <laughs> putting you in it, you your character in life or death situations is literally why i'm here you just made me be bad uh, Anyway, I mean, you I could know. go play competitive Stardew Valley instead. It's there's a lot going on there. It's a very enriching and deep competitive experience. <laughs> the way, um, baby. Then history. I won't be trying to kill Long you. History. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Double or Nothing is looking to collect, and but she, you, the two of you are sort of kindred spirits in a way. She does a lot of jobs for local communities who can't afford to to hire corpo cops or mercs solos to protect themselves she's always looking out for them but you've been really active yeah you come from the inner city but you've also been really active in the outer city as of late your family's out there you have some contacts there she's more stayed in that inner zone in the combat zones close to the hot zone uh she wants you when you have a moment to meet her at totentons she's putting a coalition together to try to put a cap on this violence so it doesn't bleed over and start killing people in their neighborhoods. She's getting uh, 6th Street together, the Steel Vaqueros together. She'd like you to be a part of it just to, to sort of keep the peace while things settle out. She can wait on this, um, but she is going to ask you to, and hey, bring it, bring, bring any friends who are useful for this too. You might need them. Oh, well, I mean, it's a shame I don't know anyone. <laughs> so that definitely would be uh, quite problem. I do know this one girl though, who's a low key serial killer. That could be effective <laughs> if you give her a car. It could be pretty good. Um, but all right, I got you covered. And yes, uh, I agree that it's gotten a little wild. I don't know how that happened. You know, that's just that's um, 
That's Red wild. Cromers are acting weird. Yeah. You know, the bozos have just been quiet for ages. Yeah, you guys said like, Rex, Rex, Rex isn't around anymore? Yeah, Rex <laughs> just vanished. Wow, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's unfortunate. It's crazy when, like, something just, you know, just blows up in your face, you know, and then out of nowhere uh you cease um to exist but yeah no for sure uh <laughs> that, that is crazy like, when that happens it is wild. It's pretty wild um but yeah no 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 that sounds good by the way why are we here at totem cons why don't you go to booger's joint booger's joint's dope it's a good little spot oh she hasn't uh just to clarify she hasn't met you yet oh well, you, well let's, yeah, let's go let's i mean she's met you but you're not on site yet because here's the thing about totem tons i want to go to booger's totem tons is where all the booster gangers go to get themselves hyped up listening to neo ultra death metal and drinking smash before they go out and commit like acts of extreme violence if there's less it's like a dothraki wedding if there's less than 12 yeah. corpses over the course of the night at totentons it's a lame night don't go there until you've got a posse together yeah but that's where like the different gang leaders she's working with some other gangs who are all sort of on the same boat about let's try to keep some order that's the only neutral territory that they can meet on so like some of these people she's working with not welcome out in haywood you know there's that guy's yeah. poster is on the door in front of booger's joint so bring some muscle when you show up in the second half of today's episode ah well <laughs> i a, i also I? have some tasks for monarch if he's interested so I would bring these up at roughly the same time as he's planning out his shoot, week. Shoot me a call. Let's let's reenact this. Shoot me a phone yeah. call. Well, would yeah. you would you wouldn't be around the bunker at all? I'd prefer to talk to you in person. Hmm. All right. I receive a text message from Jim Fingers. It's we poorly do. poorly written. It's not poorly. Written. Uh, it says uh, meet and at symbol, uh, and they put B N K R. <laughs> Meet uh, at Binkers. Meet at Binkers. And that's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Binkers. And that's what I thought. So I went to Binkers at first, which is a little joint out in, in Haywood as well, uh, about five blocks away from uh, Booger's joint. But then I realized, I realized he meant, ah, the bunker. Okay. Question, question, <laughs> for, question for Joe here. Was, was Oro's funeral, did that ever happen? I don't believe it did, right? It didn't happen on screen. I will leave it to Oro's family yeah. to decide if that matter has already been attended to, if it was a quiet, you know, ceremony that's yeah. already occurred. Yeah, what I was going to it. They already handled it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I figured I'd move on from that point of my life. Yeah. No, and that's fine. I was just going to bring that up at this point, you know, like I was going to, you know, try and make sure that that part of the chapter was resolved. Some I don't want that weighing over people's heads. Anyway, the yeah. the the job I have for you, Monica, is that I I was already intending before Joe explained to you through, uh, through Double or Nothing to go and try and fix up the mess that we made with Rex. Like my, my natural inclination as a fixer is to go and claim other people's territory if they've been whacked. So I'm, I'm trying to make inroads into Rex's territory. Now, my idea here mm. Mm. is to, because nobody really knows what happened to Rex, they just assume he died, is to go there and try and reinstate Rex of another name. I can't, I can't be known to be controlling Rex's territory. So we're gonna put a plan into place where Rex has actually come back and Rex is now still enforcing all of the old territories that he did. It's just not really gonna be Rex, it's actually gonna be me. So what we need to do for that, Monarch, mm -hmm. is we need to go into his territory and get to know his top men 
And we need to make sure that this plan trickles down. We need to make it very good for them. And I need some muscle, which is why I need you on board. And uh, anybody else that you feel like cooking up. Because this, this is about peace. It's about prosperity. It's about earning ourselves some fucking cheese. And I'm not talking about that real cheese. I'm talking about the actual cheddar. I'm talking about the, the stuff that, that moves mountains. The green yeah. kind of cheese. That actually doesn't sound like a half bad idea. You know? I've always yeah. I've always thought of myself as a as a potential, you know, uh the fixer. I always thought I could be okay, a wait fixer. Okay, wait, 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 wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. Oh no, you don't you, oh. you I'm perfectly happy to have you consulting on it, but oh, what's important here, Monarch, is we can't be involved on a like name basis, you know. Like no one can know that Monarch is involved. Because we need to stay deep under the radar here. So it's more of like a get in, show our presence, put other people. We're, we're like the little puppet masters. That's what we're trying to set up here. A puppet show. And and you never see the puppeteer, do you? I think that's what you would be really good at. The fixer puppeteer. Oh, man. Now, at this point, Jim said a lot of things. And, you know, Monarch obviously just likes the idea of trying something different in his life. You know, he's, he's done so much, right? He, you know, the killings. At some point, they... It's just not as fun anymore. Oh, don't worry. There'll be a lot of people to kill, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But here's 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 my only thing, Jim. All yeah. right? I'm, I'm, I'm down. I, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I, I think, like, you know, this is a pretty sound idea. Because I, I... Bear in mind, though, I do got to go and meet up with Double or Nothing. And, uh... I don't know anything well, about that. Well, uh... You know, in order to, you know, you remember when we were doing all the, you know, the negotiations, yeah, and all the slaughterings and the unpleasantness, as as I'd like to refer to. Sure. Is Rex dead? Uh, yeah, he's one hundred percent dead. He got blown up. You do not recall? Yeah, that. Royal Royal did not die, but Rex oh, got blown Royal up. Royal was yeah. the one who mm -hmm. got away. Yeah, yeah. So, fun fact about that: Rex was the fixer who managed the entire network of alliances. And Royal was his enforcer, who made sure that those things happened. Royal is now on the lamb, no longer doing that job. So there's both a solo and a fixer missing from the combat zone. Mm. Yeah, and that's where, that's where I step in. Now, here's, here's my thing, <laughs> is that I didn't like the way they did things, okay? I didn't like the way they did things. They, they bent over to, to all the, all the douchebags, okay? Yeah. Douchebag was a word I learned watching those old movies back okay then. right 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 yeah um so my thought why don't we go in there and just be better people why don't we do better jim what do you think about that you like uh, that idea mm, interesting idea i'm gonna counter it with uh. what the hell do you mean do better because doing better by one group of people means that you piss off another group of people this is politics monarch it's politics you can't just shoot everybody in the fucking face rex was actually really good at what he did he, he was able to balance a bunch of different factions against each other. The idea here should be minimal mess. The less mess there is, the yeah. more we just slide under the radar and keep coming. I just don't want innocent checks. people to die. That's oh, all it is. Minimal innocent people die. And if we have to kill people, we'll make sure it's the absolute most deserving people. Okay. Only the least innocent people will die. And You're tickling my funny spots. Yeah. I like it. Yep. All right. Sounds good to me. Okay, now, uh, actually, cons considering Manox told me at this point about the, the plan with, uh, or at least the details of some of the plans about um, Double or Nothing, Double or nothing, 
I I think that is a, a perfect opportunity to try and get them um, somewhat involved as well as being enforcers of of that. So I'm going to try and tie those two strands together. If I can try and fix up the political end of it with Rex's higher-ups and financially incentivize them and give them more power to be able to make their own decisions while it all appears to be coming from Rex, then uh, we can use those other groups as muscle to be able to enforce it on the ground. An excellent idea. There's a couple of ways you can go about doing this. One, you should totally go to Totentans with Monarch later. Mm. Uh, two, we're going to treat this as part of your hustle. Roll 1d6. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you just miss. <laughs> Here's the thing about the hustle table. It has absolutely nothing to do with a normal one to six progression. Oh, good. It's just a different, yeah. So it's just different trees, right? Yep. You hmm. some things that a fixer might do just as part of the hustle is like uh, there's a, a media trying to get a big scoop on a story, and you pass them that information for a bribe, or you hook up a rocker with a gig in exchange for a fee, or help someone track down a rare object, etc. But in the process of beginning to get your your Jim's fingers into all these combat gangs that are at each other's throats and start to build up some goodwill and some favors and help people make connections all very surreptitiously without attaching your name to these things you're interested in the information but if you can collect say 600 eddies go ahead and add that to your character sheet in the process we take those we definitely do we definitely do yeah i'm also going to give um i'm also going to give monarch 500 bucks as, as part of this deal. I'm not really going to tell Monarch that it was his split of the cyberware because he hasn't asked for it at all yet and he wasn't even involved mm -hmm. in like finding it or anything. But I've already like portioned that away to Monarch and I feel like that'll help him, you know, feel more, you know, on side of that. So I'm going to I'm gonna come back to him and tell him that the plans are going pretty well and I'm going to just give him 500 bucks and be like, there's more where that comes from. Yeah, it's good fixer work when behind the scenes you're actually being fair to everybody and yet you're somehow taking advantage of them at the same time. I know, it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> what Manipulation ass. through justice. Yeah, because exactly. if you weren't fair, we would metagame and kill your character. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, shoot you in the face. Uh, so, a couple of other things on your plate. Let's, I just need to check in on... Yeah, we'll check in with Natalie briefly. Uh, first off... Natalie, as you're getting into work, meeting everybody, and it's not just about learning office policy and remembering all your new passwords and figuring out where the shared drive is and, you know, which of the millions of different calendar sharing systems this office actually uses and how to go about setting up voice conferences and all that good stuff. There's also a lot to do with just learning the political lay of the land. Who hates who? Which departments are stealing what department's budget? Is there some sort of weird past history where these two people dated, but no one will ever talk about it, so there's just this weird energy in the air? <laughs> All sorts of stuff like that that you have to pick up on. But you have an advantage. You have Todd's direct patronage. Like, Todd is... He's not and boy, is he patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Like, he's not in your business every single day showing up, but the couple of times that he has done that, it people... They shut up when that happens. And Todd wants to know more about your 
short-term goals. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where are your interests within the realm of the back lot of production companies? Gosh, this is like one of my favorite questions. Oh my gosh, okay. So in the next five years, I would like to see myself advancing from, I would say a P4 to like somewhere between an M1 and an M2 on the corporate pay scale. And of course, I'm not looking to advance too much in the corporate pay scale. But what I'm saying is I'd like to receive a, a little bit more of the benefits of the company. And I would be down to earn those because I am looking to put in hours upon hours of getting these books correct in the way that the company wants them be correct and i'm willing to spend those hours in the office uh oh gosh uh i wouldn't say vp of you know marketing sales and mailroom but i would say somewhere in the the v and p in the title uh but uh you know um natalie actually does not know what it means to advance <laughs> <laughs> it's always been this thing this dream but there's no true understanding of the corporate la ladder. She always hears people say C level and she's like, is there a B level or an A level? Because that sounds neat. <laughs> <laughs> she's watching like a, a Passion de Dorada, like as if it's like a study thing. So she's like, well, I want to have the corner office and I'm looking to have, mm. I want to say a bar cart. Um, <laughs> yep, mm. nope, that, that checks out. And the, the tragically handsome uh, janitor who just happens to work late at nights and is always full of sage advice and this longing, wistful look in his eyes, <laughs> but he never truly opens up. That is, that's not actually a perk uh, on paper. It can probably be arranged if necessary. You know, hail corporate. So <laughs> Todd is asking a lot of these questions about where, where your interests lie, so on and so forth. Roll a human perception check and roll a conversation check for me. Please. Conversation and human hmm. perspective. Both quite Ooh. good. All right. Todd is snooping. Mm, snooping may not be the right word. He is collecting recon. He is asking a lot of questions that seem unrelated, sort of dancing around something. He keeps bringing up uh, le the legal department, keeps bringing up uh, policy. He will casually throw in questions about uh, your opinions on Night City itself and on the Night City Council and on you know little things like zoning in the, in the executive district and uh, the, you know, how corporate contracts are divvied up between different corporations by the Night City Council and where the nomads come into this. A lot of questions that are, are fairly big picture and have more to do with uh, the way that the Night City government works in relation to all the various corporations. Uh, it's almost like when you meet somebody at a party and they are trying to figure out what your politics are without actually asking you your politics. That's sort of the, but without doing that thing where they immediately, you know, that thing that they do at a party where they immediately act like your best friends and they already know you and they assume you agree with everything and then they say something <laughs> and you're like, hey. <laughs> he's not going yeah. that far. The cyberpsychosis hasn't kicked in yet. Um, <laughs> but, but, but he is sort of trying to just get the lay of the land on your opinion about these larger matters that still have this corporate center to them. 
has Natalie ever given much thought to anything aside from corporate advancement in terms of the way that the world works? Um, God, no, no. Uh, corporate <laughs> advancement is purely about uh, achievement, uh, goal mm -hmm. setting. And also Natalie is approaching this conversation like purely from like the, her approach with Todd is one now in this corporate setting, she wants to just say whatever he, she thinks she, he wants to hear. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it, it, she believes in the hell corporate. She's going to say the hell corporate, but now she's also got this little piece of her mind where she's a part of this conspiracy, like on weekends. And that's like a fun thing she does. <laughs> so she's also like kind of putting anything in that basket that might be interesting for her other friends. Uh, okay. so it's a lot of like, yeah, I think that we really need to clean up the trash in this city and uh, I think it's so unfortunate that more people don't have access to Continental Brand Cable. And I do think that our TV shows are informational and educational, and they do need to be in classrooms. All right. he He's hard to read. He was always a little bit difficult to read, but ever since the surgery, he's been even more hard to read. But he's definitely taking all this into account. Uh, whatever it is that he's actually talking about or thinking about, he hasn't out and said it yet. You get the impression this is going to be a long process on his part. Very meticulous, perfectionist process. I uh, I have kind of compartmentalized this as Natalie mm -hmm. uh, in the form of like, wow, this mentorship is getting really intense, but he really has taken an interest in me. And wow, can't say I'm not flattered. All right. Uh, switching momentarily back to Mr. Fingers. Mm -hmm. You have uh, actually a couple of questions for the whole party. Uh, Mr. Fingers in particular has been involved in the investigation into the mysterious Arasaka employees in the bunker. Who are they? You got a little bit of information about them. The team has also received a data chip that was sent to Oro that is property of Continental Brands and is heavily encrypted. You have a couple of ways that you could get around this. You've determined through your research that the chip is essentially half of a RAID array. So for folks who've never used a RAID array, it's when you have multiple hard drives and data is sort of stored across all of them so that if you if one of them fails, the other ones will be able to reproduce the data based on little bits and traces that they have. But this is the opposite of that. This is like somebody took two hard drives, stored the data on them by distributing the bits one to each and then remove them so that without the other half, it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm. This is probably a security measure. There are a couple of ways that you could get around this. You could shop this out to a really skilled cryptographer. Miss Frizz would actually qualify. And this would probably cost 500 eddies to get that done, and it would take a while, at least a week, maybe a little more. The other option is you'd be able to read this data in its original environment if it was directly connected to the Continental Brands network infrastructure. How good of a cryptographer do you have to be to break stuff like that? Mm. I have the oh. cryptography skill at level two. Mm -hmm. At I level do... two? Yeah. Is that any good? Oh, you're welcome to make a check. I mean, I might as well give it a punt. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I thought you didn't understand computers. Yeah, I didn't really know what this skill was. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right so to be fair in the beginning the skill probably uh, has more to do with like breaking codes like you know which World is what War i thought it style was. 
but they do call it cryptography when you're doing encryption. Like so, true. Yeah, it, it's the future. It, there's a little bit of crossover. I'm going to allow that. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my internal rationalization for this is that occasionally fixers have to communicate via, you know, like encrypted means or whatever, because they do stuff under the radar. Perhaps they would, I, I think most of my knowledge would be encrypting things rather than decrypting, mm -hmm. but we'll give it a punt anyway with my limited knowledge. That's pretty that good. That is pretty damn good. It is pretty good, but it's not good enough. Gosh darn it. Do I get anything? Oh, nope. Mm. But you didn't melt it. That's the, <laughs> that's the good job. Oh, God. Uh, I will say you have determined from the data structure that it is not programs. It's not full of like any executables or viruses. It's a ton of data and metadata. Mm. You know, it, it's the stuff that our social medias have on us plus ultra. Sure. Just a ton, a ton, a ton of personal information in here. Well, this sounds like a task for our undercover corpo. I think I would give this to Natalie and ask her to, uh, to try and infiltrate Continental. Oh, my God. Where, but where do you want me to... Put it in, like, check their database? Yeah, listen, Natalie, I don't really know what I'm talking about here, but this is, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that if you, Bro. if you get a way of, like, plugging this into the mainframe, I think that's a thing. Plug this it in. This is the scene in Zoolander where the, <laughs> they're trying to get the files on the computer. <laughs> plug it into the mainframe, hit the background databases, run a couple of checks through it. And uh, you know, compile and execute. I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll get the grip of it as soon as you plug it in. It's plug and play. Jonah, do you know how to do any of that? Uh, no, miss. That's um. That'd be a different department entirely. I forgot I, that I'm... Jonah existed. Oh, yep, been here the been here the whole time. Been in here the... the whole time. I just want to be clear: when we're in the bunker, like when we could. Towards the outside of the bunker, I make Jonah put on like a blindfold and then he holds like one end of a belt and I kind of like lead him. <laughs> so anytime you see him in the bunker, he's just on the <sighs> other end of like a handheld belt from me. <laughs> blindfolded. Look, sometimes you have to do morally compromising things to advance in life. That's just part of this. Can we just <laughs> keep this part private though? It's a pretty standard internship, Jonah. There's nothing to be <laughs> This This reminds me of... Uh... I'd say university when I rushed. Um, yeah, it's completely outside of his expertise. He he doesn't do computers at all. You opted for the company bodyguard, not the company netrunner. Uh, Why am I here? Am I present? Am I out of You are undergoing trip? therapy. Oh, that said, you won't be able to complete this this week because this week you're, you're all doing other stuff. Uh, so if you want to run an entire op, we can do some planning and execute that down the line. I think Natalie's got it. I think she Natalie can Natalie receives it. your confidence and is like, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're fine. I'm not sure you really need too much other help. You, you know, you know, Continental, you've, you've operated, or at least you've seen other people operate in their system before, right? Absolutely. So I just take Piece this half a chip and I want to put it in the, the chip holder. 
Put it in, put the chip in the chip holder. You know, that's Done. one of Continental's products that never really took off because people just kept using their fingers to hold the chips. This is this yeah. is incredible because both of your characters don't know what you're talking about and you're convincing yourselves that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Just, just put them to end. What do you mean I definitely put know. the chip in the chip holder, run it through the mainframe, background database checks, run some checks and balances, run it yeah, just run it. It'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Your confidence is my confidence. Let's do this. I accept the chip. I'm going to tuck it into my uh, name tag, kind of little chest thing. Um, and yeah, I'm going to take that baby into work with me. Okay. Uh, keep in mind, you no longer work at Continental. Your security <laughs> no longer works at Continental. Um, so you're currently taking it to Network 54 with you? Yep. Okay. Uh, what are you going to do with it when you get there? I'm going to look for chip holders. <laughs> was i not specific <laughs> about going to continental that's, mm. that's not a that, but like it's not a i this song by the way is, this is the natalie work song because this is hilarious uh <laughs> chip holders aren't a thing though natalie well i know i'm going to get all the way to work jazzed up on this confidence and not find any chip holders i'm gonna come right back to the bunker with that chip folks. why are we all so <laughs> dumb i think there's probably some chip holders <laughs> There probably are. Uh, you could ask IT about it if you wanted. They might be able to tell you. There's definitely not chip holders in your standard issue. Just runs um, on, you know, super soft on look and that related suite. Though you're not going to see it in any of those things. Well, I just finished a whole week of corporate training and i want to say a big part of it was please don't stick outside drives into the machines and so yes. when i yes. don't see a specialized drive for the chip i'm, mm. I'm not going to get creative and i'm definitely not going to involve any other interns so i'm just going to come back a little bit defeated saying it wasn't possible <laughs> <laughs> but you did go to continental right oh no i work at network 54 now Yeah, I know that, Natalie, but I was hoping that you might be able to go back to your prior place of work, oh, Continental, no, 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 where no, this no, is no. from, because their their mainframe is set up probably to process the same kinds of data. None of us can go back there. <laughs> That's very ominous. Why, why do you say it like that, Natalie? Well, Jim, there was this thing called Season 1 of Red Sky City. <laughs> Yeah, so we blew the place up, but they they don't know that was you, right? No, that was um. Yeah, we blew up a different. That place, was WorldSat. That, yeah. was WorldSat. Well, that was WorldSat. That was WorldSat. Yeah. But Continental is absolutely one of the companies that's involved in the conspiracy. Like, yeah, they were watching. They were watching Natalie at you, her job. You must have some corporate friends though that still work at Continental. You know, people that you can. Trust to be able to let you in a back door. I hear about back doors all the time when it comes to chip readers and holders. No? I, I don't have any friends like that that would do anything like that for me. Oh, there, there. I pat her on the head. Never mind, never mind. I'll get my best people to look at it. Don't worry yourself. Natalie says quietly, you're my only friend. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> well, you you come up with any show ideas for virtual plants? Yeah, yeah. So, um, based oh, on what you were saying about meet the plants, I was wondering if we could. Have... 
I walk away. I'm kind of inspired by Jerax's gaining a personality. Oh, so yeah, lovely. Lovely. Good ideas. <laughs> you want to hear about the plants again, Jonah? <laughs> tell me about the plants. Um, I tell Jonah about the plants at length. That... He's familiar with this pitch. Mm, yeah. No, uh, I, I, I still think that's a winner. I'm yes. going to try and get in touch with somebody who actually knows what the hell they're talking about. Because I, okay. I had faith in Natalie, but it was misplaced. Mm -hmm. Well, Miss Frizz could probably do it. Standard rate of a low-risk job, 500. It's a lot of money, isn't it, Joe? That's a lot of money. I, I mean, I, is, uh, not everyone can do this. How about let's make some money? I, uh, Chad had no faith in us. I'd like to... <laughs> I mean, is there somebody else that I can get in touch with that uh, actually, yeah. no, because I don't want anyone else having access to the data. No, that's totally, totally that, right, actually. To, to be fair, Miss Frizz is the person who is at almost ground zero with you guys, exactly. who is already in this, already knows too much. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I would still try and haggle with Miss Frizz, though. I'm okay, not, I'm not here's what we're going to say, because uh, Miss Frizz is Kelly's character. If you succeed on this haggle, it's because... It's one of those, all right, I'll pay you less here, but you have to get me a good deal the next time I'm looking for programs. So okay. you take it in services. All right. Uh, roll, roll a trading check. 17. Okay, yeah. Take 10% uh, take off of that. Level Wonderful. that up a couple more times, like to 9 or 10, you can get 20% off. There's some other mm. specific deals that you can work. So that's going to be 450 down. Okay. And it's going to take her a while, but not so long that we can't reveal that information before we move on to the second half of our episode where we go to Totentons. Uh, that being, the it is a huge data dump on this chip that Continental Brands had. And it is almost all about Nomad shipping routes. There is tons of information about Nomad shipping routes. Uh, because the nomads are the lifeblood of this of the country. They're the ones who transport and guard things and enable society to keep going. I think I, I gave this speech last time. Mm -hmm. So Continental has s just tons of information. They, they track specific routes, how many vehicles, how many weapons, what encounters did the nomads have along the way, what goods were they transporting, who paid them. Where they have uh, data maps on vital supply lines. Like of the goods coming to Night City, which are the most essential, which are the most heavily guarded, which are the most controlled, which are the ones that come in and are sold by non-corporate entities or by corporations that are not, say, included in this vast nebulous conspiracy that you've been tracking. Outsiders to this. What are their supply lines? What ships do they have for the shipwrat nomads that are coming in? Uh, for any Delta jocks who are flying up to the high riders in orbit, what are their flight paths? What are their flight plans? It's got detailed personal files on the Aldecalo Nomad Clan and on the Steel Vaqueros, which is a gang that protects the nomads in the city. It has information about weak points in their convoys, patterns of their movement, their armaments. It has data like projections on which are the most important to the continued functioning of Night City. Just scads and scads and scads and scads of this. And sort of near the end, it has a record of essentially social media posts and anything that is in there, any records of negotiations that these nomads have of being anti-corporate. 
it's got like specific logs of any time that these nomad families refused a deal from a corporate group or sided with the local community or the government, any of their government contracts that are non-corporate involved, just, just millions and millions of lines of data all about this stuff. You could use this to make a fairly good supply map of the ins and outs of Night City. Hmm. Extremely interesting. Um, Considering that Natalie is our most efficient bureaucrat, our data trawler, I would get Natalie in on this immediately. I'd be like, Natalie, Natalie, look, we found what was inside that chip. We found someone with a chip holder. We've done it. We've done it. Nice. And We've done it. <laughs> look, look at all of this that we found. I, I have a special task for you, Natalie, if you can, if you can help me out. It's, uh, it's as important as any, anything that you'll be able to do with work, perhaps more important. What? I need you to go through and manually cross-check this very specific shipping code. <laughs> the one that I pulled from the, uh, the Arasaka people. Mm -hmm. um, You're giggling, but uh, Natalie is all about this shit. She's oh, like, yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I need you to cross-check this extremely specific thing and the barcode tags and all of the toe tags and all of that information that we had i need you to meticulously crawl through this data and find me every single reference that it comes up with and any interconnections as well you think you're up to the task oh yeah i do this kind of stuff for fun on the weekends <laughs> although as, <laughs> as i flip to the part that's all like the anti-corporate sentiments from the nomads like natalie reads this like a list of war crimes she's like <laughs> and i would they also they just scratch off the branding <laughs> <laughs> because natalie's so into it as well i'm gonna come across you know maybe a couple hours into the task and set her some extra assignments too for extra credit i'm gonna i'm gonna tell her that uh, you know, what she's doing is fantastic. If she wants to earn an extra 500 bucks, she could look, she could, she can, and again, this is the 500 bucks that I owe her anyway from selling the cyberware. Oh my God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell her that if she cross checks all of the um, most corporate with least protection, with most monetary gain, and creates <laughs> me a list of those that those that will earn her 500 bucks. And basically that's just creating a list of people that we could hijack their shipping routes and run heists on them for money where we don't have to split any of the profit. We've already got all of the data that we need on the people with the least protection. Oh my we know God. All of the information about them. It is just prime money-making techniques, but I, I want, yeah, that to be listed out in excruciating detail as well. Natalie has already done all of that in like six colors of gel pen. <laughs> She's like, oh, I thought We're that's what you tables. meant when you said do the books. Mm. Oh, you're, you, you, you know, Natalie, you are wonderful. You are just the most studious corporate woman I have ever seen in my life. You are just without a doubt the most um, invested, dedicated, work focused. There doesn't seem to be anything else going on behind those those eyes other than just work. And you know what? I love and appreciate that. Wow. Thanks. Can I get that in writing? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I scroll it onto one of the $100 bills that I throw towards her. Just, just <laughs> utterly one-dimensional, focused on work, a 
getting in on the next one, but I love it. I just I just throw <laughs> the cash at her. Well, that one's never getting spent. <laughs> no, that's I was gonna say you're gonna be so like weirded out when you go to my house later and it's like framed over my like kitchen sink, like <laughs> where I eat all my meals. Like. <laughs> It's like, you know, that would be the live, laugh, love section, but instead you got that right there. Right next to an embroidered patch that just has the word synergy on it. Lord have mercy. Oh my goodness. All right. It's about this time that Jerax comes back from his therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's a little bit... You know, oh, it, I, would, it, I would be wearing like a, a, a long patterned robe mm -hmm. and I would greet everybody by saying namaste. Namaste. <laughs> oh, where's our robot? Where's where, where am I? Where, where am I in all this? Am I just in the bunker right now? Let me out. Mm. Yeah, Monarch, you're back at the bunker. Everyone, okay. the, the gang's all together. You've all been living your own lives, getting out of each other's hair or lack thereof, uh, Alex, uh, yeah. for the time being. Well, I heard. <laughs> And so you've all been getting a little bit of space, doing your own thing for a bit. You all have new pieces of information, new plans and so forth. But it's the weekend. You're all able to meet back and crack open a couple cans of Smash or Jolt, or Crystal Jolt, whatever you're into, at the secret underground Arasaka bunker. Quick question for the game master. Uh, <laughs> how does one go about procuring a smart weapon? <laughs> ah, so... It depends what? on how what the, the category that? of that. I've is. been watching I've been watching uh the show called Shit's Creek and uh Catherine O'Hara's character, she's a, an awesome actress. She like over enunciates words randomly. So instead <laughs> of her saying baby, she says the baby all the time. <laughs> yeah. so I I'm gonna incorporate that into my daily talking. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm mm -hmm. doing. That'll work well for a broadcaster. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Valorant of Ed. <laughs> All right, how do I get a gun that, that I can shoot people in the face intelligently? Well, first off, a lot of this has to do with making intelligent choices about who and when you shoot in the face. Uh, that said, a smart gun link is something you can attach to, it's a weapon enhancement you can add to any weapon. Okay. It only takes. Yep, it is an expensive piece of equipment, which means that generally speaking, right? yeah, it also means you have to have a fixer or go to a night market to get it. My, I can hook you up. Yeah, because uh, I have a neural link already. Mm -hmm. So, do you have interface plugs or subdermal grip? No, that's why. Yeah, I was, I yeah. was looking while you guys have been doing all your stuff. Uh, I've been trying to like go through the rules the and everything. Uh, oh, by the way, cyber optics for some reason doesn't work when I click on it. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So, what what would I need to do? Do I what cyberware do I need to install? Is that internal cyberware that I need to get? Yeah, you already have a neural link, but you need to have either smart plugs, interface plugs, or a subdermal grip is the other thing that you need. So, part of this is the neural link for smart guns. Da -da 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 uh, did we it's make your 500. character off the new or the old rules? Yeah. Yeah. That it'll be 500. So the neural link is a start. The subdermal grip means that it, instead of having like a plug in the back of your head or whatever, you have receptors in your hand 
so that when you grab the gun, it just automatically communicates with them. So that the gun, instead of having a cable, it's just got receptors on the like the handle where you grab it, yeah. and that will automatically have it communicate. With and what you. what's so, the bonus for the smart gun to turn like plus my one. store? Plus one. Plus one. Yep. That's all it does. Just plus one. Yep. Damn son. <laughs> I was like all excited. I was like ready. I mean, hey, those stack up plus all your uh, your combat awareness bonuses to attack. Like, that's one of the things in these games. You got to stack all these little plus ones wherever you can get them until you can shoot somebody in yeah, the face at 800 sense. meters. That makes sense. All right, so then, uh, so the Neuralink's 500, mm -hmm. and then and that's going to take surgery. But you you know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, and um, and then and then I need what else? Uh, you already have plugs? the interest. You already have the neural link. You need interface plugs or you need a subdermal grip. Oh. Hold those up. Yeah. Because you already have, your brain already has the ability to communicate with computers. It's got the like the 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 CPU back there. It just doesn't have a USB port. You gotta get a USB port installed. Got it. I'm glad you're explaining this to me. Like I'm monarch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's really I used to work in me. tech support. I got you. Um, okay, cool. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I want a I want a smart gun. I want a cool intelligent so, to shoot people in the face. Uh, Jim is such a high level fixer that he can just automatically have that for you. Nice. Do you okay. want to go with getting a plug installed so that you can again just connect to stuff, or do you want the subdermal grip where it's in your flesh? Um. Hmm. I guess I could do the uh, the subdermal grip. So it's just, yeah, that's it's only a hundred. Yeah, but is there is there a, a, a tactical advantage? Like, what is the advantage for interface interface plugs versus? Because I don't see the grip on on the uh, neuroware sheet. So yeah, it's because it's actually a cyber arm option because oh. it's not. You don't have to have a cyber arm. You can install it as the only piece of cyberware in a meat arm, but that doesn't go into your brain. It goes somewhere else and it's just wired to your brain. Got it. Got it. So there's no like difference. The there's... difference is the subdermal grip has fewer options. You can't use it to connect to any other software. Uh, I, I think maybe there are some pieces of equipment that will also use it. Maybe some smart cars. But, like there's some smart cars where if you have interface plugs, you just plug in and then the car will drive like you tell okay car go that way and then you can shoot while the car drives itself mm. whereas with the subdermal grip there's only specific things it has to be set up for you to grab it to interface with it you know what i'm but gonna do cheaper. the interface plug all right we're going for we, you, you sold me on the idea of of, of being able to drive have a car drive mm -hmm. with my brain <laughs> and then i shoot people so mm, that's in exciting face. in the face obviously cool. it goes without saying all right. So, uh, doctor, the doctor just got back. He just got back from surgery about like how to uh, regain his humanity and stop seeing people as bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. And then the monarch's like, oh, thank God you're back. I want you to stick a, a hole in my head so that I can shoot people in the face. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea, right, Jerax? <sighs> Namaste? <laughs> I don't know what that means. You cursing at me? You cursing at me right to, now? Um, trying to uh, enact mindfulness everywhere I go to remember uh, that I am one human being, not a collection of parts, 
Although I may look like it at times. Yeah. But one individual. Well, yeah. I've always looked at you as like a really fucked up human being. You know? <laughs> and that kind of that kind of goes without saying, buddy. But And you here's... want me to do surgery on you. Yeah. Well, you're good. I mean, you managed if what you said is true, you managed to do surgery on yourself, you know, while being attacked or something like that. So I would, you know. I'm going to start like reeling my hands around. I'm going to start rotating around. I'm going to start doing some weird backwards stuff. Just like, yep. Okay. Um, would, would, the, would the area we have in the bunker be good enough for surgery? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, they experimented with removing people's minds and sticking them in robots down here. They are, they mm -hmm. are geared for this. Okay. So let's roll up the sleeves. All right. Lie on the table. All right. All right first things this. first, Monarch, you're going to need to get the hookups through Jim. And it's going to be 500 for the interface plugs, and I think another 500 for the smart gun stuff. Is that what I said? Uh, you didn't yeah, say I the price was... for the smart gun attachment. I can have that in a second. Yeah. Using the power of the search function. But it's going to be at least 500 for the interface plug, so you're going to need to yep. pony that up first. All right. I took the 500 out of my account. I'm at 1350 yep. now. It's also 500 for the smart gun link. So, which gun are you going to upgrade? Uh, I'm going to upgrade my assault rifle. Okay. So, you now have a sniper scope on that and a smart gun link. So, the smart the sniper scope lets you see up detail up to 800 meters away. And, so the rules are a little bit updated on this. If you attack somebody 51 meters or further, you get plus one to your shot whether it's normal shot or an aimed shot. So with the smart gun link and the sniping scope, you get plus two to shoot people if they're beyond 50 meters. Nice. Now we're talking, now we're getting, you know, we're getting up there. But yeah, it's another 500 for that. So you need to drop a thousand eddies and then we're gonna let uh, Jerax do surgery on you. Okay. Hold on, I had, all right, so I'm at, I'm at 850 then. Alrighty, cool. Cut me up, Jerax. Mm. Uh, First, go sterilize it? the place. Lush water, mm -hmm. sterilize. I don't. Wait, I gotta sterilize. You I want me to? I, what, I, what I mean, you, what do you want me to do? What do you want you me to? Sterilize? I think you absolutely should be taking a shower right before surgery. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I take showers all the time, but what you guys okay. don't notice that sometimes Monarch decides to like skip a day. Okay, go take a shower oh, right now. He likes to live on the wild <laughs> go side. take it go 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 to the shower room wherever that is go take a shower right now okay. and i'm gonna start filling up the vat of whatever it is this sterilization liquid oil and water i don't know what it is i'm gonna turn off the pain receptors in my arms roll it up just dunk them in there you know start <laughs> start prepping for surgery yeah perfect perfect well i go take a shower and uh i decide to sing some songs you know so i'm like in the shower hey singing my songs you know doing my thing <laughs> stuff like that right um and uh and yeah and i'm ready to go and i show up in the nude <laughs> what yeah. is wrong with you what is wrong with you i don't know this, what you need and i'm the quite therapy, proud of myself the therapy did not prepare me for this for any <laughs> of my life. uh take a take a seat on the table do we have anesthetic here yeah this place is put them under it is. All right. absolutely set up 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put him under, but I'm also just gonna put a sheet over him once he's knocked out. Mm. And I would get to work, yeah. All right, I am just trying to find the place where we figure out what you have to roll because I think it's two rolls: a surgery roll and a cyber tech roll. Both um, get this. Dude, I'm good. At, I'm good at all that. I think you actually are phenomenally good at those. Mm. Please do a good job. I mean, it's it'll be rare for me to fail. That's all I'm saying. It could happen, but it'll be rare. Okay, roll a surgery check. Yes. 23. Let's G. Easy. Uh, Monarch, where are you getting where are you getting the interface plugs installed? Uh back of the neck is typical. Wrist is typical. Like you have some options, but these are the things where anything that plugs into your brain, you're gonna have the cable. Like where's the USB port on your body? Where do you want it? Um has to be near some nerve endings. Yeah. Yeah, let's just say back in the neck. I I don't want, I don't want Maria to see see any plugs, you know. Okay, it's good. Your hair will cover it. <laughs> no, no, Natalie, my jacket will. Okay. I wish All I right, had hair. Cool. You know, this is the dark future. They can fix that. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, gotta run what your mama gave you. True, true. Okay, <laughs> now roll a cyber tech check. Okay. Not a, not a, uh, not the Monica Tana roll. No. Nope. Not a Monica Tana roll. Unless not damage. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. And now that he's under, room, right? Twenty-two, baby. Oh, the cyber he's, the, tech. he's the best at what he does. Easy, easy install. Monarch, roll two d six. Oh, All I'd right. like to, um, I'd like to be recording this as well, if possible. Okay. Um, to sell as a brain dance later. Six. To sell? Oh, sorry, what? Yeah, no, that's I'm, a great idea, Jerry. This is my my side hustle that I'm not really going to be telling anyone about, but I'm planning on essentially selling uh, brain dancers to um, universities and hospitals to train their surgeons. Oh, that is pretty good, honestly. I like that idea. I'm just working for Booger. So here's the thing about that. To get a really good brain dance recorder... Uh, that's usually a piece of cyberware because oh, it doesn't just record sake. like what you're looking at. <laughs> it records literally every single tactile experience of all your brain activity while you're undergoing this. So mm. if you get one of those bad boys installed, we can talk. Can I get it installed before I conduct surgery? Can we retcon this, roll it back? Uh, yeah, it's going to be 500. So that's expensive and it's going to cost you some humanity. How much humanity? 2d6. I can actually, I can, I can handle that. Oh my god, here he goes. I can, I can handle that. It's just a therapy. I can handle that. I don't have 500 eddies though. Um, Jim. You don't have, sorry, how do you not have 500 eddies? Did you get, oh, because you just blew it all on therapy. Oh, just you just spent on all of your money on therapy. Mm -hmm. The, the 1,250 plus the 500 from Cyberware. Mm -hmm. God damn, I'll option man. your show on behalf of Network 54. Okay, yeah, I mean, go on. What would you say to me? Jim, I have a business proposal. Oh, yeah? Okay. You know me. I'm not a businessman. I don't know the business or the <laughs> men. Uh, that, yeah, that's how I would describe you. But I have a way to make some money. 
Okay. Easy money. Right. And I just need a small loan of 500 eddies. Okay. That is a fairly small... Can you explain the business proposal? I don't just lend money out willy-nilly. That's not how you become a fixer. Well, if I was to tell you the business proposal, you have to promise not to tell anyone. Is it a business proposal that anyone could pull off with the information? Because those tend to be some of the worst business proposals. Business proposals should generally rely on like some core skill that you have that isn't no, replicable on the market. No, no, it is, it is something that only I could do. But also, I don't want my patients to know about it. Oh, it's that Hippocratic kind of... oath, my ass. Um, <laughs> is Monarch safe? Yes. Yeah, he'll be safe. All right. Okay. Explain. Explain. I won't tell anybody. Just explain. So I would I would explain my my idea. All right. Um, okay. In detail and how I think it's a it's a buzzing I, growing market. I assume There's a lot you, of really. I assume that you wouldn't be having your face on this because we are trying to no. live under the radar at the moment. No. Okay. All right. And do you have contacts in these universities, places of work, or have you just been keeping your head in the sand for many years? Do you need yeah, Do you need me to also get in touch with them? I feel like I would know some of them. I mean, Jim, if you wanted to assist, then of course there'd be some money in it for you. Um, I feel like we could actually, with your negotiation skills, you might be able to get a pretty good deal off the back of this. Okay, all right. You know what? I'll I'll lend you the money as long as I get a uh, a twenty percent re not return on the money, but a twenty percent cut. Uh, if I take if I give you the loan. Negotiate the deals for you. I want a 20% cut of anything that you make in the future from this. Ah, the royalty deal. Mr. Wonderful will be pleased. That is a lot of money. It's a lot of money if it goes well, thanks to my negotiation and contacts. But how much more are you going to be able to negotiate on top of what I can negotiate myself? It's a good question, isn't it? I mean, I've been able to do more in the past. Who knows whether 20. I would in the future? It's not worth 20. Not worth 20. What would you suggest? I'd be happy with 10. 10? Yes. That's daylight yeah. robbery. What, what? 10. Jim, all you're doing is sending it out willy-nilly to the masses. Oh, here's a, here's a brain dance. Oh, here's a, here's a brain dance. Oh, here's another surgery. Oh, who is the one who is conducting the, the surgery? Willy-nilly to the masses. Willy-nilly. Who is the one who is conducting the surgery? When I'm on the table, I make it look like an art form. But you're already getting paid for your surgery. What we're asking here is how much additionally you're going to get paid. And well, at the end of the day... No one is paying me for the surgery. I don't, know how, I don't know if you know how media works, but the distribution is where the money gets made, not in the creation of the media itself. But I have talents. You do have talents. I'm not, distribu uh, I'm not disputing that. That's why you would get 80% of the pay. Listen, it's 20%. It's a lot of money, Jim. I'll think about it. All right. Well, let me know what you think. 500 eddies? For 20%, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Monarch just, <laughs> just sleep on the table. <laughs> well, I think this would be beforehand. This would be... <laughs> This would be done. I, I rather the like the idea of him being just open up. And oh, I'm just like, nah. leave yeah. him under. I'll quickly do some surgery on myself, get that installed, and then we'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I just don't like the 20%. I mean, how much do you think you'd be able to get? For each one? I mean, I I don't even know. I presumably would have some kind of idea of the uh um Let's talk about how the operator skill works. Yeah. Real quick. So, as a rank, uh, 
you have certain deals that you can get. Mm. So you can do pay half now and half up front. You can negotiate the pay per person for a job up to 20%. And these are all mechanical things outside of role play things. Right, right. But that's for a job. This is not a job. This is like a product. Right now, you can alter market price by 10% when you successfully haggle. Mm. When okay. you become a rank nine operator, you can haggle up to 20%. Right. So I would, I would say the Jerax, with the knowledge of like, you know, what I'm able to do in the general markets, I would say, mm -hmm. I reckon I could get at least 10% more for each one that I pushed. I reckon I could push it out to at least 30% more people than you would be able to with my increased network. Plus, I'm giving you the loan in the first place. So like any interest on that loan is already factored in. I think this is a banging deal for you. Sorry, I got lost for a second. And what, what were you saying? I just, I'd tap him on the side of the head. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I told you. Uh, hmm. Listen, I'm fine with. Okay. It's a deal. Okay. There we go. <laughs> You're that close for me lowering my rate. And I powered through 20%. Yep. Yep. Yes. I'll, I'll agree. I shake his cold metal cyber arm. Now I'm going to have to sterilize that again. I was currently doing surgery oh so, sorry sorry i look over towards monarch's limp form oh you've muted you yourself muted again joe oh. everyone gains one improvement point nice. um yeah he just sticks his hand in some boiling isopropyl nobody minds me mm. <laughs> all right well you go ahead and roll 2d6 uh by the way monarch since we just took a brief detour from you in the middle of surgery uh you're gonna lose six humanity <laughs> okay i'm I'm penciling that in as your humanity is now at 24. I'll go back and double check the math because I don't know if you have that written down anywhere. I just started you at 30 out of a maximum of 50 with all your cyberware. We yeah. can check the math later. But that's, if you're doing uh, that. Humanity's that's before at he's 24. That's yeah. after he's he has a lot of right? Yeah, he's, he's already got a lot of stuff installed. Okay. Um, and again, I'll, I'll double check that math. That's just some quick maths for the time being. Jerex, roll 2d6. Oh, geez, this is my humanity loss. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. have not a lot left. Roll low, please. That's so that's pretty Four. good. Okay. That's pretty good. No, it's yeah. not. No, you could definitely you could definitely that do is worse. Pretty good. All right. You lose four humanity. Mm -hmm. I'm on twelve. And then you record you record your complete tactile and full body experience of what it's like to perform surgery on the monarch. You can edit this later and post you can change this later in post. Mm -hmm. Uh with all that said and done. Monarch installs the smart gun so that he can just have it fire on mental command. It's connected. The gun is now directly connected to his brain. He and the gun are one. It will not be his gun that shoots people in the face. It will be the Monarch that shoots people in the face. Uh, with all of that said and done, as we move into the next part episode, we are going to take a break. So we'll be right back. And when we're done, we'll head to the combat zone and go to Totentons. Nice. <laughs> Welcome back to Red Sky City. Welcome back to the dark future. If you're just joining us, uh, essentially, you missed Jerax violating the crap out of Monarch's patient privacy, uh, mm -hmm. among other things. <laughs> you don't get that with me. <laughs> Not in the underground bunker. This is a dystopia. Mm -hmm. So 
Our heroes have gathered. They've had a chance to collect their thoughts. They've cracked the secret of the massive amounts of information that were sent to Oro, clearly as indicating that Oro was onto something sinister. Exactly what this huge amount of Continental Brands information needs, unclear. Natalie is in the process, and we're going to come back to this, of narrowing down this information to find evidence or information that could lead to the <laughs> ship that transported the Arasaka employees, whose brains were all removed with Soul Killer, who are now underground in their secret bunker. On top of all of this, double or nothing, a local vigilante has asked Monarch to go to the Totentons bar in order to set up a, a meeting of the minds of a group of different combat gangs who are all dedicated to trying to keep the peace and keep innocent folk out of the struggles of the combat zone since those gangs, the booster gangs, have been thrown into utter disarray by a series of events including the death of Pagliacci, leader of the Bozos, the death of Babylon, leader of the Red Chrome Legion, the death of Rex, the fixer who used to keep the peace in the area, the disappearance of Royal, the solo who used to keep the peace in the area. All of these events are completely unconnected and have nothing to do with our heroes. So, Totentons is an infamously tough bar. Huge body count, just, you know, wild place. It's been advised that you show up with muscle. And furthermore, Jim Fingers has a plan of his own involved. So while Monarch is fitting this new these neural plugs and figuring out how to use this new smart gun, and everyone's had it, the team has a chance to convene and form a plan of their own. Mm. I, I mean, the first thing that I would do as well before meeting at uh, Tatooine, I would mm -hmm. like to um, I'd like to get in touch with the top people from Rex's organization because I assume that at least normally when you have a fixer of that kind of size, things aren't just done mm -hmm. by a one person. They're kind of delegated down a little bit. Okay, Rex is in charge, but there's one guy who's in charge of like the military aspect of it, or at least like the enforcement, which would have been royal. He's disappeared. But there's also other people that are involved in other stuff. Like one of them mm -hmm. is a bit of an envoy to one of the camps. One of them knows more about this area of the city. They have different people for different areas or different parts of the job. Those are the people that I want to try and get in touch with beforehand. At the very least, to just air this proposal out to them and invite them to the meeting. But best case scenario, I want to get them on board before we get mm -hmm. there. How much are you telling people? Um, what do you mean by people? Like the people to get in touch with these top people or the top dogs of Rex's prior org themselves? Essentially, are you telling them, hey, let's, you know, shadow puppet Rex, are you in? Do you want to hang out uh, mm -hmm. with these sort of big players in the combat zone? What's your general approach? Here? Okay, my general approach would be not that direct. But <laughs> say, say, say I'm talking to like one of uh, Rex's top people that I previously mm -hmm. would have known of, but maybe hadn't talked to that much. Mm -hmm. I'd approach them and see where they're at at the moment where I'm assuming that most of them are in a worse state, generally speaking, in terms of like the the power that they currently hold because there's a bit of a vacuum and other people would be getting in on it in terms of the like peace involved too because normally when there's a power vacuum, a lot of the different, like the different people that were at that secondary tier in Rex's org mm -hmm. are probably trying to have their own power struggles of their own. And right. so I'm trying to go to them, gauge roughly where they're at, and if they're having a worse time of it, 
I'm going to try and sell them on a better idea of like mm -hmm. them being back to their former level of power and making it really good for them financially speaking, giving them more power than they previously had because there is that vacuum saying that I've got, you know, as the, as the fixer who's closest to Rex's territory, I can use my influence to make sure that they have a very good time of things if they're on board, not working under me, but working as part of a cooperative with the other people that were previously under Rex. Mm -hmm. I'm pitching the idea that I'm pitching is less puppeteering and more a cooperative. Like these guys would be working together without mm -hmm. somebody leading them, but as more of a, uh, yeah, like a joint group. Okay. Why don't you roll a bribery check, a streetwise check, and a human perception check? We're going to take okay. that bundle to, to tell you what's up. All right, let's go for bribery first. This is pretty 21. good. 21. I mean... Wow, 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 wow. These guys are persuaded by the money. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh, human perception and streetwise. You Are you eating an apple while you're negotiating? I'm eating kibble while I negotiate. Uh. I always... Power <laughs> play. Yeah. I just crunch in on the worst flavors of kibble possible. So they know that I'm a man that isn't perturbed by anything. <laughs> I can go through the absolute worst and still come out the other end. What would be a bad flavor combination with apple? Apple's such like a, like a, you know, generally good flavor. It is, yeah. I mean, what goes or, really badly with apple? Like, um, mint? The apple mint sage one? Yeah, apple yeah, mint right. sage. Yeah, that sounds particularly atrocious. Actually. Somebody could pull that off. Someone, you someone think? has tried, someone has tried that. Um, yeah. so apple mint chive, apple mint. It's one of the. What is okay, the now we're talking yeah, apple chive. Mint scallion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple mint scallops. Okay. <laughs> apple mint scallion scallops. Mm. And turmeric. <laughs> and turmeric. Okay. Now we've created a monster. Perfect. Uh, give me Streetwise as well. Yes. Mm. Not, bad. Not bad. So, yeah. the primary way that Rex kept the peace was by having a bunch of solos under his command. Uh, mm. Royal might have been the top dog, but he kept a lot of other solos under his uh. authority. He worked with other fixers in the area as well, but a lot of his fixer contacts, like, he always projected this air of the gangs respect me and the gangs will listen to me because I control the balance of power. You've just discovered that's mostly crap. There's a little bit of truth to that, but primarily he's he knows a lot of badass solos and he sends them in to frag people and keeps the peace by the threat okay. of violence. So, as I learn this, Joe, I'd also like to thread another little narrative in here. Mm -hmm. And the one that I want to do is, it's a bit like Inception. I don't want to outright come and say it, but I want to plant this idea in people's minds that it was probably royal that that killed rex mm -hmm. i i'm i want to you know like almost like it's a rumor like i've heard something somewhere that mm. did anyone see royal after rex died that's so weird like normally i i, I would have thought from my interactions with him that royal was the kind of guy to lay his life down for someone like rex they always seem so close i mean I, you know weird things can happen when someone gets that close to power and then nothing else you know just let it simmer in their heads <laughs> that kind of thing where I, i'm trying to i'm trying to I'm trying to plant the seed so that 
if Royal ever does come back, these guys are suspicious of him rather than welcome him with open arms as like the boss mm. solo again. Okay. Let's do it this way. Let's do conversation. And then let's do... Oh, I had this a moment ago. Persuasion. Sure. Yeah. Conversation and persuasion. Give me that. It's a good tactic. Conversation. 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 Roll a conversation check. Please. An 18 in conversation. Hmm. What about your conversation, dude? Well, let's try the suasion part of it. 16. Very oh, you are Very a conversation swayson. master. All right. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty sketch because Royal was always like he knew which side of his bread, his uh, the the thing with the bread and the butter, and which side of it is which. Sure. He was completely on top of that, <laughs> unlike me. So <laughs> it is weird that he did that, and people are wondering like, was it just a long? Was he playing the long long game? Did he go off the edge? Is he a cyber psycho? Like, what's his deal? That was one hell of a backstab. Not that loyalty is easy to come by in Night City, but what the hell, man. So you're starting to get that out there, and that's definitely going to do harm for uh, Royal's job prospects because you need to trust that while a solo is on your payroll, they're not going to stab you in the back at mm. the very least. You know, don't screw your employer. So you've got that out there. You've got that whispering over drinks, and you know, in the the shit talking dark web forums that people have set up. Excellently done. Well done. Mm. Now. It is important to show up in force. So do you, or does the rest of the party, I want to check in with the rest of the party. Have you been working on anything? And as this plan to go meet with Double or Nothing and a few other gang leaders is formed, how's everyone else responding to this? Uh, let's start out with Jerex, and then we'll go to the Monarch, and then we'll go to Natalie. But well, we need a display of power, don't we? Mm-hmm. So... Wouldn't the rumor of the crazed ragtag group of uh, unusual players who have just invaded Night City out of nowhere um, and taken over vast, or not, not even taken over, just outright dismantled some of the hardest and toughest and meanest gangs. That's, that's quite a say, right? Mm -hmm. That's quite a say. And I, I kind of want to spread the rumor of, of the, you know, of the, the crazed surgeon who looks cool calm and collected but internally actually has a mono katana for some reason that he pried from the dead hands of uh, of of the red chrome legion leaders uh, after she tried to blow them both up with a grenade and that they're, they're joined by the one and only righteous monarch his gleaming head shining and deflecting any bullets that come by uh, and his inability to kind of differentiate between friend or foe and them shooting them in the face makes him a bit of a loose cannon <laughs> and of course there's natalie as well the corp the suit but is she really a suit what's her background is she possibly from the nomad families she somehow has a knack for murdering hundreds of people with vehicles <laughs> where did she obtain these skills it's it's out of it's out of the is crazy and then jim fingers has he secretly been the puppet master pulling the strings all along yeah your, your rumors are really gonna keep us truck. under the radar well, roll well, up in an ice cream truck well like that but a little bit more a little <laughs> bit more subdued you know i i want i want there to be a rumor permeating throughout the gangs of like who the hell has caused this chaos 
and then when we show up when we roll deep mm -hmm. with the with natalie in a suit me wearing my lab coat with the cyber arms monarch with his smartware and jim fingers looking like kind of like a scrawny landlord of mr bean i want them to know that it was us you know i want them to know i'd also these these solos that i've been talking to that were priorly under the payroll of rex mm -hmm. i want to i want to formally extend them an invitation to this meeting as mm -hmm. part of our posse to come and uh, discuss things further and i would you know um uh, talk about the fact that if the meeting goes well then we would continue and they'd be uh they, they would i don't really want to say on the payroll because i'm not trying to say that they would be underneath me just they'd be one of the main players in night city okay there's a bit of a tension there because while a lot of them had regular work being the crap out of booster gangs and keeping the peace some of them are kind of excited for other stuff to do you know this is a messy mm -hmm. job and rex kept them paid well for it but at least some of them are going to show up and they're going to listen if nothing else, you know they're going to listen. They're I would also write down the names of the ones that were enjoying this chaos a little too much because we may need to crush <laughs> them and take them out. All right. If That's this fair. if this corporation is if this cooperation is actually formed, we are going to need to crush the people who thrive in chaos. We will mm -hmm. need to exterminate them. So first, we take over the gangs. Next, the conspiracy. We just we just take on the conspiracy. Whatever they're trying to do, we just take it for ourselves. Why not? That's always been our plan in the past. We went and got the. Oh, we just attempted to get the database and instead found a bomb and we just took it and sold it. So that's, <laughs> that tracks. I like how the team doesn't really like understand the extent of the conspiracy or who they are or what they want. They're just like, all right, whatever they're up to, we're going to yoink that shit. <laughs> it's ours now. I'm here for it. You made this conspiracy? I made this I conspiracy. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, there's a lot to do to move amongst the solo community. Because again, Totentons is mostly a booster bar. But if they were badass enough to go up against the booster gangs before, it's the sort of place you show up with a like a chain gun over your back so that nobody messes with you, right? Mm. So you've all been doing a lot to plant the seeds of your arrival and to set the scene and to get all the major players <sighs> in this death metal bar. Uh, does the monarch have any prep work to do aside from testing out the shiny new toys that he got? Oh yeah, no, he's really excited about that. But he's going to make sure that the rocket launcher is strapped to his back, invisible. One shell so left, right? Knows. He's going to walk in with the shotgun, you know, in a really cool way, just strapped over his, you know, draped over his shoulder, you know, just a casual way. Actually, this is typically how he walked um, in in most communities, uh, but mm, you know, nothing new. This time around, is yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing new, um, and uh, and yeah, and I'm gonna, you know, just tell the group, uh, you know, guys, I think everyone should just like wear black, you know, just like look menacing, okay? I don't know, like a team uniform. Sure, Natalie, <laughs> like a team uniform. Find find the the you know the most menacing piece of clothing that you possibly own. Mm. Um, that isn't a blouse what is okay. the most menacing piece of clothing i am excited to find this out can my skin weave have like a cosmetic effect can i apply like a a, a 20 dollars skin to it yeah you can do that <laughs> it, can, can it like kind of look, you like, look like a uh, dog you're gonna have to pick up <laughs> a few, you're 
You're going to have to pick up a few loot boxes and hope the right one drops. But yeah, you can do that. <laughs> I kind of want to roll up, not wearing a lab coat, but just like the tank top, the cyber arms, the gun show on display, and the mm -hmm. skin. I want the nano weave to look kind of like... I want it to just look like carbon fiber, basically, with my, my one red glowing eye. Just look, mm. looking like an absolute crazy bastard just rolling in here, you know? That's what I kind of want to go for. Cool. Natalie, what's the most intimidating piece of clothing that you own? Like, if you're dressing up to... a blazer Ooh. with shoulder pads. <laughs> Power move. And, of course, my, my upgraded, like, my cyber glasses that have that extra... Hmm. Mm. I, I guess that'll work. Just, like, don't express your love for Continental. Okay? Are we talking about Continental? Where we're going? Well... Just if it comes up, just don't gush about kibble. You're probably gonna get murdered. Gush okay? about kibble. Well, you know, you kind of do, and then you like the like, crappy coffee. You know, it's not really good. We, we yeah, don't, don't know. We don't mean to be insulting, Natalie. All Monarch's saying is the less any of us talk, the better. We want we want these guys to come to the same conclusions that we've already come to without making too much of a fuss. But the coffee sucks, though. Am I right, guys? No, I mean, no, I'm no, not the no, only no. one he's, here that doesn't. He's wrong, like... Natalie. He's wrong. He doesn't understand. It's 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 personal taste, isn't ah, it? It's subjective. Yeah, it's all personal taste. Okay, Natalie, don't worry. You know what? You're right, you guys. I'm so sorry. I was thinking about another one from like some lesser tier brand. You're right, Natalie. The yeah. coffee doesn't suck. And then he looks at Jerex and Jimmy goes, I'm just applying carbon fiber paint to myself. You just know. like, just whatever, however I apply this, however I make my nano weave look like carbon fiber. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying mm -hmm. to like look mean. G Jim is shaking his head and looking down as Monarch just hard winks at him like, oh my God, I've gone into business with uh, someone who's tactically good, but has no tact. How was yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't wink with my cyber <laughs> with my with my eye thing so or whatever I have you know like whatever crap so yeah you mm -hmm. roll your cyber optic eye around <laughs> yeah, yeah this, is, this is my my roll you know but yeah <laughs> all right I'm ready to go if uh, if you guys are yeah I'm trying to think like there's something in my head that wants to make this incredibly elaborate. Like we, uh, you know, we, we set up something in the bar so that the Red Chrome Legion attack and we take them out to show our superiority or something. But at the end of the day, keeping it simple is probably much better. I don't think that's going to work with these people. Let me just, uh, Jim, while I, you know, you have a great mind for manipulating people. And dare I say, you probably manipulated me as well a few Never. times. Never. Uh, I wouldn't do that to my friends. But, sure. But, but, here's the thing. You roll up in this joint. It's a pretty serious business. All right, the combat zone's no joke, as I'm sure you guys all know. And while we have been in the thick of it, yes, we did murder a group of clowns. Yes, we did blow Rex up. Uh, don't, yes. don't, by the way, don't mention any of that. No mention of oh, any yeah. previous jobs that we've done, apart from the cheese heist. If you really want to oh, mention yeah. anything, only cheese. But, you know, we basically, the point that I'm trying to get at here, guys, is that you know, we've we've done some really fucked up shit. Okay. So we, we should be we should be all right. All right. We're like I know we, we don't want to share anything, but 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 we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just just everyone just follow my lead. All right. I know what I'm doing. This is my world. And 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 let's just do it. And 
I would just wish we had a better car than Natalie's smart car, but Don't we have I, mean, I at least got my motorcycle. You have three motorcycles in your motor pool at this time. How Should many we, of those are? Buy me a new car. <laughs> Wait, if we roll up and we're like, no, we didn't have anything to do with the Redcomb Legion dying on their motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would work. No, no, no. We can. That's the 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 Redcomb Legion thing is fine because the, those guys are just trouble causes. What I'm specifically talking about here is Rex and Pagliacci. That we caused I mean, this power vacuum. So we need to not admit to that. I mean, the Red Chrome Legion is part of that now. The Red Chrome Legion is, but we can get away with that. Also, it's impossible to deny because like you said, we're rolling around on their motorbikes and you have the monitor. How about we just park the bikes <laughs> a little further out? They get stolen. No, no, they we get just, stolen. Listen, no, we, we should, we just, should just, just own up to that. I'll tell you what, we just let it, we just imply, we let it be implied. We don't have to, we don't have to be insecure. We don't have to come out there saying, yeah, we killed them. We killed them. We can just imply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wear your monocatana pretty evidently. We rock up on the motorcycles. That's all fine. Just no mention of Rex. You're going to fuck my plans over if you talk about we killed Rex, we killed Pagliacci, we failed to kill Roy, any of that stuff. That you that particular it. aspect of the mission, zip, nada. Talk about Rex. Got it. All no, right, guys, let's Mark. go. <laughs> By the way, I'm bringing Jonah. He comes everywhere with me. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. This definitely sounds like oh, a yeah, place jo where you should have me with you, miss. Yeah, no, Jebediah looks strong, you know? Yeah. That'd be good. He, he, he's got, like, know. a really tight, like, black turtleneck, like, like he's ready to, like, old-school <laughs> 80s rob a house like on. The rock. And, like a knit cap. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just yeah. think of that image of the rock wearing a really tight turtleneck just leaning against the cabinet. Yeah. With a, with a fanny with pack. With a fanny pack. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone that I've, doesn't like talking about it. Everyone I've <laughs> ever seen called Jeb is a real, you know, true powerhouse. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but because he because he is, uh, you know, like a protector and like bigger than me and maybe a little stronger than me, uh, I just say I don't say his name. Mm. I don't acknowledge him. I actually have a list of J names, <laughs> and and that is what I'm calling him. So you know, you can call him probably like Josiah Jackson. Joseph. This is like a, Something a, a, a this is an insecurity thing, right? Mm. It is. Uh it is. Oh. The the monarch, despite <laughs> his incredible ability to protect and murder so many people, is uh <clears throat> quite insecure. Mm. Uh, you know. So I could never have told, you know. I've... Shut up. <laughs> He'll shoot you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've heard that one a few times, but I will. I'm ready to go to this meeting. All right, how many bikes are you taking? You got the smart car and you got three bikes, and the smart car can comfortably hold two. Any more than that, and like somebody's not wearing a seatbelt. Well, I'm taking my bike. Mm. Um, yeah, and then the smart car just stays a little further behind, you know? <laughs> Jonah like stuffs his, his shoulders into that. Yep, ready to go, miss. I uh, rev up as soon as we're going and get immediately in front of Alex's bike. <laughs> No, that's where I live. Uh, the whole drive. Does does Monarch object? Yeah, I just accept it. You know, I okay, think that per perhaps it will be insane for me to try. Like, I think it's more insane that we rolled up with a smart car leading the pack while this music's playing. <laughs> it is insane. That isn't I it? think Natalie music. Yeah. 
the Natalie music. It's this like tiny little smart car with flames painted on the side, and there's still some dents from and a blood stain that's just hidden right underneath the hood. You know, the top part got yeah, clean, yeah, yeah. but there's a little bit in there that's not. There's like a, a couple fingers in the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Because I was gonna say. I feel it. You, you could roll opposed uh, drive land vehicle checks if you really wanted to, Monarch. She'll beat me. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. That'd be fun, though. I know, I know my limitations when it comes to driving right now. All right. So, the team heads out. Take some of the major highways uh, up through Little China, around the edge of the old bank block, directly into the hot zone, the worst of the worst, where some of the roads are still blocked off. There's water mains leaking all over the place. Just burned out charred rubble. People eyeing you from the shadows. A lot of this area still hasn't been rebuilt. To Totentons, right at the edge of the hot zone. This is a rough place. And as you get closer, you can hear the music just absolutely blaring. The, uh, the actual bar is primarily on the third floor of this abandoned factory. And it's... Uh, yeah, let's go there. Hmm. Not a fan of this. Roll on up. You can just hear the death metal streaming out. You're welcome to enter the premises. Mm. All right. I'll go in first. Right, there's a big you can you can hear music just streaming. As you walk up, you hear a gunshot blare out, and an arm goes flying out the door, <laughs> still holding a cheap, terrible pistol. I uh, don't flinch because that's a Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> Where are you Natalie going? holds both of her arms close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in here how do i get inside of this yeah let me uh i didn't do the in the interior lighting <laughs> mark just yeah. walks off to an alleyway <laughs> i'm trying to find where we are uh, i love that okay. he's he's scouting around the back he's scouting around the back <laughs> oh, these are cargo containers right here a couple of cargo containers there's an industrial uh industrial robot here that looks completely deprecated it's been long since like all the copper has been torn out of it it's just completely shut down you got a dumpster. The inside of the old abandoned factory is in here, and people are are thrashing. There's a uh, blaring, blaring music coming from up above. Uh, all sorts are running around here. They're wearing different colors from different booster gangs. A lot of them are heavily cybered up. So they're all on all sorts of different substances. You can smell the, the the smell of piss, vomit, and smash because beer isn't really a thing anymore. Um, it's this much more chemical acid smell raging through here. And there's just, there's a couple of uh, boosters in a fight over in the corner. They both got rippers, you know, cybernetic claws. They're going at each other. Everyone's ignoring them as an intestine spills out onto the ground and the guy just gets shoved behind the drone. And you can't see him anymore. It, it is loud. It is violent in here. Hmm. Ah, feels like home. All right. <laughs> I'm going to head inside and look for double or nothing. All right. You see her up at the top. She's sort of standing up on this platform above the mess and the bloodstains and everything. I make my way over to double or nothing with the crew behind me. Yep. Jonah glues himself to Natalie. 
just doing his best to project, you know, don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me. <laughs> a couple of people <laughs> jostle into you. There's a mosh pit over in the corner. You trip over somebody. <laughs> Are they dead? Are they passed out? Could be either, honestly. All right, well, I uh, approach uh, Double or Nothing mm -hmm. and uh, say, give her the good old Joey Tribbiani. How you doing? You know, <laughs> just to start conversation. Uh, not, in a, not, in a, not in a, not in like a I'm interested way, but more in of a inquisitive manner. No, for sure. Though. You know, what's up? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell her meat eye is on you, but her cyber eye is absolutely patrolling the room. She'll she'll reach out to shake your hand, and her extra arm underneath has a gun drawn and is aiming it like under your arm at anybody who's approaching. She welcomes you in. So some of the guys are still on their way over. A lot of hubbub right. recently. Something about uh, Royal. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, actually... Well, I have your, you know, I have you here. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really seem like we're going anywhere. I mm -hmm. uh, want to introduce you to my crew. Uh, here we got uh, Jerax Ashwater. We've already met. You've met Jerax? I mean, yeah, we met, we literally briefly, both yeah. met. Yeah, you, you were all here at that thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured I'd do like a more uh, formal <laughs> uh, introduction thing, you know? My, I think Natalie's the only one come. that she hasn't met. Yeah. And you haven't, and you know, Jim... You know, Jonah. Mr. Fingers over here. Uh, we got Jackson in the back. And uh, and this is uh, Natalie. This is uh, actually Jackson's... Well, Jackson's protecting her. So, you know, it's pretty serious business. But anyway, yeah, this is Natalie Smith, uh, the car killer. So, Double you know. looks, the, uh, looks the suit up and down. She's wearing a poncho and rain gear that's just covered in completely unnecessary spikes. The poncho makes it really easy for her to hide the extra arm so that, again, she could be, oh, yeah, nothing going on here. Then another arm pops out to shoot you under the bar sort of thing. So here she is and surrounded by all all these whacked out cyber psychos and just, hi, I'm Natalie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so she gives you a look and says, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'd she may not look much, but trust me, uh, yeah, she's got some mental problems. So, you know, oh, really think... just not up there, you know? I, I like your poncho. Thanks. See? Killed the guy for it. You See? had it coming, though. Ooh. Double or nothing. See, she's fucking insane. Asking <laughs> about your poncho. Insane, right? I said I liked it. I'm relating to her. We're... Do you know him very well, actually? Because, Miss Double or Nothing, if you do, I have a couple questions. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Yeah. Um, was it like a baby thing when his parents dropped him on his head, or was that like a recent thing? <laughs> uh, we, we don't go that far back. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I mean, like, see, she's she's insane. She's asking about <laughs> all these, you know, historical facts. That's. I mean, I'm telling you, man, watch out. She'll blow you up. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you something right now about women. She and I have already made eye contact, and we're better off than you and her are ever gonna. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. That's why I don't I'm even doing need to roll for it. You said insane That's... twice, and we were like, mm-hmm. And therefore, <laughs> cunningly, he cements you, you into the group. 
<laughs> I'm trying to talk Nailed you up it. so that they know that you showing up with a freaking blazer. Why why would you show up with a blazer? Because you're a killer. That's why. I want him to know you're a serial killer. I'm trying to talk you up, Natalie. More of a serial killer or a spree killer? Because I thought being a spree killer was your thing, Monarch. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Titles and labels. I don't function in labels, you know? Not about that life. Mm. Why I never been in a committed relationship for long than three months. Uh <laughs> I wanna it didn't end in gunfire. <laughs> I wanna go out to double or nothing mm -hmm. and uh engage you in a conversation about the uh about the situation. I wanna do the mm -hmm. the classic hitting the topics before the meeting actually begins, like the pre-meeting meeting. Yeah. That's where all of the, the main stuff actually happens. Done. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I wanna I wanna kind of, you know, take her aside as much as is possible. I'm sure she's still aware and has like a group looking yeah. out for her, but I wanna, mm. I wanna, you know, like make my way up the stairs and firmly into the area whilst distracting mm. her, not distracting her, genuinely talking about conversation of uh, mm -hmm. the, the power dynamics in the city at the moment and All what right. she believes are the issues. Give me a conversation check. Okay. That old chestnut. 16. Okay. All right. So not only did Rex keep the gangs in line and like it, it, there's all sorts out there. Some of them are just party gangs. All they care about is getting drunk and and doing drugs and going absolutely wild. And for them, like, yeah, you don't want to cross paths with them, but they're not you know looking to conquer the world. But mm. without Rex's solos around, their parties are getting larger and they're starting to stretch out into other territory. Here's the big problem, though. Here's the main issue. Is that the Dungeon Master has lost his spot <laughs> in his notes. That's a big problem. I know. that. Like, when that happens, everything is going down. Okay, so here's the thing. There is the Red Chrome Legion drew a lot of disaffected people from multiple different groups. Mm. And with them up in the air... The Inquisitors are getting bold. The Inquisitors believe that cybernetics is anathema, is unholy, and that it corrupts the human spirit. And, you know, they're dangerous if they get you alone in an alley, and they're usually pretty well armed, because you have to be if you don't have any cyborg of your own. But there's enough people of, you know, everyone sort of kept them down, because obviously Red Crumb Legion used all sorts of cyber gear, uh, the bozos loved making fun of them. Like they were constantly getting just awful pranks played on them by the bozos. So with both of those gone and none of the solos to keep them down, they started crusading. They are mm. grabbing people out in the streets who have cyberware. And normally they just take this out on other gangs. Like uh, they've been hard up on Maelstrom. Maelstrom is heavy cybered up. And Maelstrom has a lot of ex-Red Chrome Legion in them. So those two groups are going at each other. The Inquisitors are starting to branch out of the combat zones into some other territories, like grabbing suits who have a little bit of a brain interface or a poly skin or something like that, just grabbing them and then purifying them forcibly of their cybernetics. Mm. And Maelstrom is just using explosives and heavy weaponry to blow them the hell up. That's the biggest immediate spike. Everyone else, you know, there's a lot of situations that need to be taken care of. But those two in particular are going at it. And if the rest of us don't get them locked down and kick their asses, then the violence is going to spread. Okay. I want to, while this is going on as well, I want to probe her for more information about what she knows about the 
Red Chrome Legion in terms of how, uh, you know, the, there's been a lot of conversation about them dying down in the mm -hmm. absence of Babylon, but I want to know, like, are they aware of uh, what happened to them specifically? Mm -hmm. And how active are they currently? What are the rumors about, like, whether they're going to spring up? The other thing I want to mm -hmm. slip into the conversation is she mentioned Royal at the very beginning of the conversation. And I want to revisit that topic at some point as well, as perhaps tying it into the rumors that I've been trying to spread about Royal perhaps being at fault for some of the power vacuum situation that's going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Red Chrome Legion, they're not dead. Like Babylon's dead, but there's some charismatic underlings who are trying to come up through the ranks behind her. And some of them are taking advantage of the fact that Babylon was very anti-government. She believed that the local governments were weak, that the Pacifica Confederation was lily-livered and wasn't, you know, wasn't establishing the sort of order that ought to be around here and was getting in the way of legitimate enterprises. And that was sort of her shtick. Now that she's dead, so she did, she was, people thought she went a little bit corporate. She was working with the corpos a bit, uh, which worked fine for some of her the people under her, but for more hardliners who want there to be a really strong fascist government, it wasn't working for them. So they apparently just got blown the fuck up out in Haywood. They went off to, on some, you know, rob job and somebody blew them up. You wouldn't wow. happen to know anything about that, would you? She glances over at the monarch and his rocket launcher slung over his back. I mean, considering the fact we rolled up on Red Crumb Legion bikes mm -hmm. and we jarax literally has a monokatana on him that mm -hmm. i'm sure he's gonna t come out at some point i'm just gonna do the classic gangster move of being like you know we may have been in the uh they may they might have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time whereas we were in the right place at the right time mm. you know like did it not not admitting it but not denying it either there. all right some of uh some of her gang is gonna they're gonna move together they're gonna start kicking people off the balcony sometimes literally somebody goes falling mm -hmm. over tries to take a swing but he's too drugged out just falls over there's a loud crack doesn't even feel it i mean that's what's going on with red chrome legion as for royal he's still around but he was seen at a, the side of a couple of big tussles and other than that he's been laying low mm -hmm. i i heard he got a ripper doc to fix him up with some new tech after he took a took a dip but He's sort of gone. Mm. Nobody really knows what he's up to because he's acting completely out of character. Mm. I was, I'll, I'll say to double or nothing. I'm gonna say, mm. I, I've actually been in touch with a bunch of uh, Rex's people recently as well to try and get that area of the city sorted again. You know, I'm not looking to make some kind of power play. I've got my own problems, but getting that area of the city back to how it used to be would be a major boon for me. I used to get a lot of my work through Rex and that kind of stability in the city. So I've been working on that. And it, you know, the more I talk to them, the more I'm concerned about Royal and his part in all of this. If you hear anything from him, please, or anything about him, let me know. I want to get in touch with the guy and see, see what he's up to. I feel like, uh, I feel like he's got a larger part in this than has been made out. I got to be more, more explicit to her than the subtle rumors that I've been trying to lay elsewhere. Double looks over your shoulder, her meat eye widens, and she says, oh, fuck's sake. Maybe you want to ask him yourself. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. Right. Mm. 
Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> a door in the back opens up and some heavily armored guys with big guns come out on all sides, flanking Royal. He's not staring right at you. He's just sort of, you know, moving. I want to talk to everyone who hasn't had a chance to do much yet. Let's start with Natalie and Jerax. Everyone is aware of the situation. Natalie, what are you going to do? Um, I kind of want to take a look around the room. Is this a big stack of boxes? Like, is this essentially cover that yeah. Jonah and everyone? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah can't really stand there, so he's either next to you or, or right over here. He's between you yeah. and that guy. So what I've actually done is I've kind of stood up on the, the lowest lip of something, and I'm leaning over, and I'm, like, explaining to Jonah the whole story of, like, we used to live in this apartment complex, and actually mm-hmm. he was involved in a lot yeah. of stuff, and, like, just okay. kind of running down everything about yep. him. Yep. Um, so yep. Okay. Yep. a lot of reason to be upset with us. <laughs> he might come in here, and he might be doing some things, and I just want to let you know, if you don't feel comfortable participating, Joni, you're welcome to leave at any time, and I appreciate your help in this situation, but and I, this is just, a, like, a run of consciousness. <laughs> Mm, yeah okay um bad guy i want to kill you got it <laughs> so what are you gonna did, say did we mess up royal did we we he was very we... injured last time Extremely yeah so let's I mean, let's I run through how many times you've met royal the first time that you you all knew royal before the adventure started but the first time that you crossed paths was when he double crossed uh oro and jim in the alley outside the apartment Mm-hmm. There was a big fight. Jerax almost gunned him down, but he killed Oro and he limped away into the alleyways. The second time that you ran into him, I believe, was at the Bozo's carnival. Because you lured him out of hiding with Rex's help to meet with Pagliacci. You tried to crash a car into him, blow him up with explosives. He limped away. He just barely escaped because. Monarch couldn't give chase. There were too many clowns in the way. There was a lot going on. He took severe bodily injury at that time and dipped. The third time you met him, he was sporting some new cyberware. He was in in a flying car, an AV, mm-hmm. and he was part of the coordinated attack on your apartment, which was a one group of boosters and some Militech people in the AV led by Royal. He almost got dragged to his doom by Natalie, but just barely escaped. That is the past history of your interactions with Royal God, today. Guy, so slippery. Yeah, I yeah. Go ahead, carry on. Are we killing him? I I might just. I mean, do I see him in the corner of my eye? Everybody sees him. I want to hear from Jerax first, and then Monarch. Hmm. I know he what you're thinking. He probably wouldn't recognize me. Not when you're all carboned up, probably not. You yeah, guys have I'm... decent you guys have decent cover right now. Like Jim needs to be up here in order to be having this conversation. It's possible he has not noticed you. Is that there's a druggie next to me? Or someone like drugged out? <laughs> yeah, I mean they're in fairly yeah, there's a dude right there. Yeah. Just sort of pulling apart his own skin and staring at it as the blood comes out. Hmm. Okay, that's kind of unsettling. I would make a rather unethical decision and I would speed up this process of uh, of just kind of making him into a ragdoll and if the going gets rough I am going to use him as a human shield that is Are my you... plan okay that is the plan alright mm-hmm. huh. 
Monarch. Again, the whole team is aware that Royal is in the building. Monarch. You got, you got a rocket launcher, right? I, I, <laughs> I am weighing right now in my mind, in Monarch's mind, he is weighing mm -hmm. the options of whether or not he should just... Because like it's, it's fight or flight, right? For him right now. He might well, as well just turn around and shoot him with the rocket launcher. How many times has oh Monarch... My. God. I knew that's what was coming up. I knew I knew it was gonna be the rocket launcher. They're standing in standard fireball formation right now. <laughs> but like here's the thing with Royal. How many times has Monarch met Royal? Twice, right? Once when you were trying to kill him at the clown party, once mm -hmm, when he was yeah. trying to raid your building. You also killed your brother, but you've never mm -hmm. had a conversation with him. This is the, the extent of your, your your personal history, right? Yes, the man has tried to kill us numerous times mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. He killed he killed my brother. I mean, Jim was kind of responsible too, you, but like he definitely killed my he, brother. He did, he did. You would also at this point though, Monarch, have been with me on many encounters with other solos that I've been talking to because I was taking you along as muscle. We agreed to that. Where I have been talking to people and whispering in their ears that Royal is you know, maybe involved in some sense. Like, I feel like even if you were totally oblivious, you would have some idea that we've been trying to rig things politically. No, I, I, know. I don't know how I oblivious know, your character is. I no, no, no. It's not that. It's it, it's it's. You have to understand. He he. Regardless of the fact of everything, right? Like, Monarch thinks Royal is never going to pop up again. I sure. obviously know that Joe's going to use his super tuned character to try and kill us all. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> But Monarch <laughs> thinks that he's never going to see Royal again. So he's perfectly fine to be able to run with this rumor mill joint. Mm. But family is above all else. Even are, if he yeah. didn't like Monarch that Or okay. even if he didn't like Ro Oro that much. They are in fireball formation. And they are in fireball formation. Yeah. But I will not shoot what? at Royal. I would have shot. Right now... Right now, I think that there's a better way for us to try and kill him. And to be frank, I kind of want to torture him. Okay. So that's this my, went from that's like my end the goal. noble path to not <laughs> the noble path, real fast. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I look, if I can kill him, it's fine. But if I can also capture him and torture him, could soul kill his body. Or hurting my family could, could test him. Could could use the uh, use him you know. as a test subject. You guys he probably are doesn't need a could... friend for Ichiro. No. He probably doesn't need those <laughs> and this could also be how we, you know, Let do our out. first uh, gooch base execution. So, you know, sure. okay, room. all right. So I'm I'm, a whole, I'm doing everything in my power not to shoot a rocket launcher at him right now though. Okay. You have to understand this. Okay. This is It's that <sighs> meme of that kid in class with all the veins just when it's been <laughs> one episode since you shot anyone with a rocket launcher. <laughs> okay. Uh Jim. Yeah. What are you doing? Um Jim is very quickly going to try and plant the seed in uh double or nothing's head. Mm -hmm. The the guy is here to make trouble and to mm -hmm. try and... So immediately, as soon as I see him walk in, I'm going to mm -hmm. ask, 
Did, did you invite him here? Nope. Uh, this this smells like trouble. I, I I'm very suspicious about this guy. I've talked to many, many people about him. I hope you're ready for something here. This could get real nasty. It's Totentons. You don't show your face here unless you're ready for something. Good point, but the, the others aren't here yet, so he's a little early. I'd like to... Uh... Uh, so I'm trying to... With that, I'm trying yeah. to prime double or nothing mm -hmm. to already view Royal as the troublemaker rather than... Mm -hmm you know allow him to even get a word in edgeways i'm trying to pollute the, okay. the jewelry pool okay well what do they say that's not the phrase they use contaminate contaminate Contag yeah sure yeah all right let's keep running through um so you're gonna go ahead and say that roll a, a persuasion check for me just on the down low. okay natalie um jonah's gonna shove this booster out of the way and oh, make powerful. more space behind all right you can tell she's got her other her extra arm like already locked in that position beneath her poncho. Mm. Jonah's gonna try to convince you to take cover behind these gigantic uh, barrels that probably hold industrial. I would say at one point held industrial strength cleaning fluid, but knowing Totentons, they might still the ones that haven't been shot at least. <sighs> but that's not combustible. Nah, no, no, no. no. Oh. Um, and uh, sorry, you said a uh, double or nothing had her hidden gun trained on Royal. Yeah. Cool. Uh, as Jonah starts shoving people, I'm gonna be like, "Whoa, easy, easy! Don't, don't draw any attention over here. That guy may still be upset with me." May. Ma'am, go ahead and take cover right over here. Um, I'll, I'll be okay, Jonah. Don't worry. No, it's my job to protect you. I insist. Hey, excuse me, sir. The guy next to him is... <laughs> sir, you dropped your pocket. Guy looks down and Jonah just grabs him. Pow! <laughs> Jonah! Hey, Jonah! And I'm just like whapping him on the back. <laughs> <laughs> his neck shrinks into his turtleneck with each hand. <laughs> yep, my job to keep you safe. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, so don't start anything. Just finish things. And <laughs> <laughs> do. Anything else from Natalie? It's mostly Jonah. Uh, I want to make sure you get a chance to do anything you'd like to do. Thank you. No, I'm going to keep an eye on Monarch and uh, mm -hmm. just kind of follow his lead in this situation. Just because he's the lowest common denominator for shit going down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh... You're the most reactive substance, Monarch. I'm Let's sorry. Go. Because of that, I'm going to let Jerax go next. Is the guy next to me like a ragdoll yet? Um, I mean, when you said you wanted to accelerate the process, can you describe what you're doing? What's, what's he taking? Synth Coke. Like a drink? No, like, um, <laughs> like synthetic. I know, I'm just messing, I'm just messing with <laughs> No, it's I Pepsi, know. actually. Is Pepsi okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, do I have, like, I've got my surgical kit right on me. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's, he's like in the process of taking this. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to pry open his mouth and just pour it in. <laughs> okay, uh, roll an opposed athletics check. Assu I'm, ass I'm assuming the um, the kind of atmosphere of the bar is, is disguising my actions in the corner. Oh, yeah, nobody gives it's a like, shit. Nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> like, 
Nobody cares. Okay, athletics. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, this this actually might just turn him into an absolute maniac. Oh, I get real. plus two on that. Dude, I rolled so poorly. Yeah. Do you, I use my luck? You have three points of luck? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Probably still worth busting all your luck. Just do it anyway. <laughs> sure there's nothing <laughs> hidden in that uh, that question from the Game Master? Nah. Yeah, okay. Well, I fa what? I just failed to pry open his mouth. Yeah, like if you don't have three luck, then you can't beat his yeah. roll, which means you cannot succeed. Good thing nobody saw that. That wouldn't have looked cool. All right, he's going to try to rip open your intestines with his uh, cybernetic claws real quick. Can you roll a, uh evasion check for me? Wait, what? Wait, what? You grab him and try to stuff his face in the coke, and he just goes, Aah! and he tries to claw oh, open your he's intestines. Gonna kill you. <laughs> oh, my God, you moron. You've got 11 armor, and melee weapons ignore half your armor, but that's still not good enough to actually damage you. So he, he, you're not wearing your lab coat, but like your 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 synthetic skin weave just completely absorbs it. Okay, I I'm okay. Okay, pal, we got to put you to sleep. We got to put you to sleep. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out my katana and try and just like subtly stab him in the corner. Subtly I don't want to attack him in the corner. Yeah, I don't want to attack too much attention. I just want to, I just want to, and just like pull it out and just, just keep, just keep like stabbing, making sure like the glow of the monokatana doesn't give off too much light. Turn off the of... RGB, but the yeah. it's still like buzzing because it it is an electric knife essentially. That's okay. So. There's a lot of loud music. I'm just gonna oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 go yeah. to sleep, go to sleep. Just keep stabbing <laughs> him. Roll melee weapons check. <laughs> Are we the baddies? I'm trying to. Oh. I'm just losing my mind right okay. now. Having a mini oh, battle with someone sick. in the corner. Roll my katana damage. I subtly stab him. You're having oh. a minor battle with someone in a corner. I've never been so glad to be looking oh. the other direction. Yeah, so he's grievously injured. And his mm -hmm. armor is ablated. Uh, we're going to come back to you while you're in the middle. Oh, no, the Monokatana has an attack rate of two. Go again. Yeah, he's oh, got to yeah. do it again. Oh, really? i got to roll, roll yeah. to attack again. He's got to yeah. do it again. Roll it again. Okay. God, this is hilarious. Oh, shit. Oh, what a bad roll. Nine. Yeah, I am being that. Yeah. How does he evade that? Uh, He just sort of moves out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> It's close quarters, right? And yeah, that yeah, thing can yeah. cut through a lot of stuff, but like, he's going after your, your arms, he's in your face, he's frothing at the mouth, mm. spitting on you deliberately, calling you your mother all sorts of unpleasant things. But again, this attracts virtually no attention. Uh, good, Monarch, good. what do you want to do? I need someone to talk me down on this. <laughs> you have Jerax trying to murder a cokehead in the corner with a katana <laughs> and you have jim worm tonguing okay that sounds weird he's pulling a Nemo worm tongue with double or nothing i'm sure he can split his attention to psychologically manipulate two the, people the, at once the thing is though i unless you get your rpg out unless you literally aim it at him i would 
I don't know whether I would be aware that you're about to shoot at him. Like, I would only I would only try to intervene once you level some kind of weapon at him. At which point, I definitely would. I definitely would say, you know, wait there, wait. I'd kind of lean towards you and just, just say, oh, for God's sake, Monarch, wait. He needs to be the one that shoots at us first, and then we'll blow him the fuck up. You know, something like that. I mean, I don't know whether that would persuade you, but that's what I would go for. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually not a bad idea, though. Like, you get, I, I like, you, you know, everyone could see that I get tense when he walks in because I'm, I'm, I, I'm ready. I'm, I, I, even though I was playing a cool, calm, and collected before, seeing this, this man who murdered my brother in cold blood and ran away, who tried to kill us multiple times, uh, walk in has, has, has drawn my attention to the, I'm actually, I'm going to play into this as well. As I lean over and talk to him and say, we need to wait for him to fire first. I'm going to say, that man, that man there is responsible for killing your brother. And we are going to antagonize him until he shoots at us. And we're going to blow him to kingdom come hell. We might even cripple and maim him first and then torture him over an extended period of time. We could rip his gooch out. We could rip his fucking gooch out, Monarch. Just wait for him to shoot first. Yeah, that's compelling. And then I'm going to turn back over to Double or Nothing and go like, this guy's a troublemaker. This guy's a troublemaker. <laughs> so all we've done is walk up to uh, this woman and shit talk each other to her. Monarch is not going to go for the shot. Okay. But let it be known, Joe, mm -hmm. I will rip his gooch out. Okay. All right. You've, you've made good on one of your signature moves so far this campaign. Let's see if you can make it two. Royals Better alive, that gooch is coming out. <laughs> Royals cybernetic eye scans around the room. And locks directly on to the group of you. He holds up his hand. His guards close in around him. They kick a couple of boosters out of the way. They snarl, and his private security guards fire off several rounds of their assault rifles <laughs> into the ground in a show of strength. Royal and his gang are going to step forward. Mm. Two of the guards are going to take cover <laughs> behind this conveyor belt. Royal's going to stand right out in the open. Look up. And he's going to say, Heard you were talking shit. I, I assume that this is directed towards me, so I'm going to reply. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to... What the fuck do I even reply to that? <laughs> mm. You can hand off to one of the, the rest of your team if you want. Like, anybody... Feel free. You you have the floor, but anyone in the team can react. Uh, so many things. Yeah, honestly, I'm not even going to respond to that. Mm -hmm. We could enact um, Star Wars Episode Three at the ending. What? Where, where he's like Anakin, and we can pretend he's Anakin. <laughs> it's and over, Royal. Like... I have the high ground. <laughs> I mean, we do have the high ground, but also, you know, we can try and play up that he betrayed rex be like 
You're supposed to bring balance to the force. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember yeah. what the quote is. I think, um, yeah, I think I would respond just by saying something like, uh, I, I, I don't even know. It, it wouldn't be particularly witty, but, but something like that. Seems like there's a lot of stuff to be, uh, to be talked about. Royal, I'm surprised you, you're willing to show your face in here after creating all of these problems in the city. Anyone else before he responds? Um, I think I'm just going to say, uh, where's your boy Rex? And just leave it at that. Let the suspicion ride. And the drop of the beat. Right, <laughs> right at that moment. Under a fucking ice cream truck. Natalie's got her grenade, by the way. And she's <laughs> Look, Jim. Natalie. Uh, Jarex, you back there somewhere? Sleep, sleep. I'm just fucking I'm just stopping, dude. I'm just fucking stopping. <laughs> He's going to make another attempt to try to gut you with his claws, and then you're going to probably murder him in the face. Uh, roll an evasion check against his melee weapon. Okay. Now let's fucking go. I got a 20. Ooh. Oh, jeez. That's a high <laughs> roll. Mm. Come on, Jared. Ooh, 10. Unfortunately, it's not enough to get through your armor, because he only ignores half of your SP, and he would have to get, like, better than that. Hmm. So... No joy. I'll take your word for it. Roll melee weapons. <laughs> Let's get this guy out of the way. Actually, I kind of want his body. I'm, I'm, okay, well, uh, that is... Uh... <laughs> okay, the mono katana slips from your hands and starts carving through the outside wall. How do you miss? Okay, uh, can I leave that and just start going with my hands? Yeah, I'll allow that. Roll a, a melee weapon attack to just... Uh, roll Wait, you're going to leave it? As in, like, leave it no, stuck no, no. in the outside wall? It, yeah, it'll be stuck in the outside wall, but I'll pick it up later once I've killed this guy. Okay? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Just brawling. kill him, Bren. Uh, brawling? Mm-hmm. Because you're just trying to knock him out at this point. <laughs> Oh my god, he's so strong. Can can Jonah walk over and oh, he's oh, kill strong him? As me. Jonah could have done that, but you go <laughs> okay. ahead and you just crack. He rolls a death saving throw. He dies. You crack his <laughs> neck. Okay. Can I collect my monogatana before we get into the the climax of this episode? Yes, you can go ahead and collect your monogatana. Okay, thank you. Alright. Look, but yeah, Natalie, Jerax, Jim. This never had to be personal, alright? I wasn't happy about how this went down. You were good folks. You never caused trouble. It was just gonna be another job. And I would have been happy to leave this fucking city behind. Things are getting completely out of control. The amount of money being thrown around, the amount of power being thrown around, this is over my head. It I'm going to immediately respond with, it wasn't personal until you took Rex out. Oh, That's just immediately <laughs> that. You pieces of shit. I had nothing to do. That's the thing, though. This is the last straw. I was ready to leave all this behind. It wasn't personal till you made it personal. I got nothing left except my name. You're trying to take that from me? Fuck you, Royal. You're a, you're a treacherous piece of shit, and you always have been. I know what you did out there. 
You were the last person seen with Rex. He was the only person holding this fucking city together. We were like brothers and you've gone and killed him. I don't say that to my face, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the souped up cyber dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> really? That is such a fucking schoolyard tactic. Come and say that to my face, bitch. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm go actually on. interjecting, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go. What you're go. just gonna walk forwards towards it? I'm gonna take my rocket launcher out, <laughs> and then I'm gonna look at this fool as I make my way around the bar, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna say, "Now give me." Say, "Hey, hey, uh, Royal, what's up, bitch? <laughs> you know who I am, right?" Roll. This is a face-off. Roll reputation. Reputation. Do I even have that? You should. I do. Did this uh, right. we could do this last time 17 that's not bad oh! 23 okay that's big i got an answer for that what's your answer <laughs> i'm just gonna shoot him with a rocket launcher <laughs> <laughs> all right so you know me i was like yeah you look like that guy i killed ah all right yeah you see Here's the thing. The difference between that guy you killed and the guy that's standing in front of you right now is that I'm the motherfucker with a rocket launcher pointed right at you. So okay. give me one good reason why I shouldn't blow your ass up right here, right now, for killing my brother. Royal rules his options in his head. I'm going to give everybody who is not Monarch, as they stare each other down, one reaction. Uh, let's start with Jim. Jim, what are you doing? How far can I throw things? Reasonably. <laughs> uh, we're going <laughs> to... Okay, uh, while I look that up, Natalie, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to move to the other side of cover here with mm -hmm. uh, the intention of kind of... Uh, is everyone with a red circle and a white background an enemy? No, if they have a little blue dot on them, they're one of Double or Nothing's guys. Oh, word, okay. I'm gonna treat them as friendly now, for better or worse, and hang out right here. Okay. Jerax, what are you doing? Okay, this is gonna sound... This is gonna look very cowardice, but I'm assuming nobody else can see me. But I have a plan. Oh, and God. I'm gonna begin to try Moving and kick in. Pants. I'm gonna begin to kick in the wall of mm -hmm. where my Monokatana accidentally stabbed in to create an exit hole. Okay. Uh, just so that you know, there is a door right here on the map. It <laughs> <laughs> may not have, may not have been obvious yeah. from the map design. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I can't see. I didn't know. Yeah, that. That's, that's, that's totally it. fair. That's why That's why I'm saying that. So I wanted to point that out. But uh, if you want to kick in the wall, that's fine too. No, no, no. It makes way... The door is closed. But it's, can I know. kick? Can I kick through this wall, given that I've weakened it with the monogatana accidentally? Or you can certainly try. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna give that a go then. All right, you're gonna start kicking that in. All right, uh, Jim, for throwing things, it's an athletics check. And okay. so, if you look at the ranged weapon attacks table, you use the grenade launcher. You're trying. To, okay, so 26 meters, you need to roll a 17 or higher on athletics. 
Oh, how does the math even work? I always struggle to understand because it's not just a flat D20 plus ability score. It's 1D10 plus your skill, athletics, plus the related skill, which is, or the related stat, which in this case is dexterity. So 1D10. Okay. Yeah, it's actually fairly similar. And what do I need to roll again? A 17. Oh, so I would actually need to get a 10. <laughs> right. I, I have to create in order to make that throw. So it would still land somewhere. It would still land somewhere. Just, you know. Yeah, it's it's a viable option for... Oh, actually, I move as well, don't I? So I could actually mm -hmm. move a little closer. What is my move mm -hmm. again? My move is four. That's four squares. Four squares. So I could get to like here, and then it's only 20 meters. What do I need to roll for a 20, Joe? 15. And that's as good as it gets. Yeah. If you miss, it's not like it goes nowhere. It just doesn't maybe go where you want it to go. True, true. Okay, we're going to we're gonna save that for now, though. We're going to save that for now. We'll maybe do that on a later turn. For now, I'm just going to stay on the high ground. I'm just going to basically pull out my weapon. I'm not going to train it on him or anything. I'm just going to get ready to shoot. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there like a railing or something that I can take cover behind? Uh, uh, not really, not up there. You would need to get to one of the bot, one of the crates that's further up to the north along this way. Oh, wrong layer, along like yeah, like here. If you were here, you could be in cover. That's okay, eight squares well then, away. Uh, you could just haul ass if you just want to haul yeah, ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just gonna just gonna dash basically eight squares okay. up to the top behind okay. that cover. All right. Because uh, as well, this kind of looks like I'm running along the high ground to be able to mm -hmm. uh, to get to him. He told me to say it to his face. Mm -hmm. Okay. A few things happen at once. Monarch stares down Royal with a rocket launcher over his shoulder. Royal looks back at him, trying to get the measure of the man. Is he crazy enough to do it? Natalie goes into cover. Jim runs along the catwalk. Jarex, with Monokatana in hand, is starting to kick out the wall to form an escape pack. <laughs> Royal begins to form a response, and then, Monarch, you see something. Step around the corner outside. Big old door that's hanging wide open. A big red floppy shoe comes oh. into view come on a single clown stands in the doorway holding a red balloon looking you right in the eye and then the doors drop and the lights go out Thank you for watching Red Sky City. We'll come back next Wednesday. Are we on next Wednesday? I think we we might be. Yeah, we're on yeah, next Wednesday, we but we're off the Wednesday after that, I think. Do I kick out the door? Roll. No, thank God for Jarex. Do I kick out the wall? Uh, roll 2d6. I need to know. Actually, roll, 60, roll 2d6 for your kicking, and then roll 4d6 for mono katana damage to see if you've cut a good hole in this. That's oh, not no. good. That was oh, the kick. No. My kick. Roll the 4d6. That's not bad. Uh, that 19. Okay. Uh, this isn't a very thick building. I'm going to say it's thin steel. You've done 19 points of damage. You need to do six more points of damage to it in order to I open it up. I just want to... Just, I just need to get outside. 
Yeah. Have you ever tried to make a, like a like a three foot diameter hole in sheet metal? No. Once it was <laughs> not yeah, with the mono katana. Was the mono the mono katana would actually do a pretty good job here because you could just cut through it. I've been watching a lot of Forge yeah. Fire during quarantine, so this would definitely work. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joe, we have to talk about your um, obsession with clowns. <laughs> uh because i can't seem to get away from them <laughs> everything i do seems to just lead me back to fighting clowns when well, i have, like i swear to god if i if there are bozos in cyberpunk 2077 I, i'm gonna actually with reckless abandon kill them all i'm gonna do it every time i play that game because of you <laughs> again what i love is that i just happened to point out that oh yeah this world's wild like these gangs you know there's these people who turn themselves into clowns and then during episode zero people kept choosing to tie their backstories to the clown gang <laughs> they latched onto that idea and as the game master it is my duty to make sure that whatever is engaging my players is the content to, i present to them it doesn't matter what i think is important to the plot what matters is what the players engage with and if that happens to be evil clowns then guess what Oh, you just wanted to do that again. That's what it is. I thought that. we killed all of them. No, we didn't kill all of them. We cut the head off the snake, but the body of the snake is You inflicted strong. massive casualties amongst the bozos. Clown Hydra. Yeah, yeah it's a Clown Hydra. Clown Hydra. All oh, hail oh Clown God. Hydra. Hong no, Hydra. no, Joe, don't write that down. <laughs> I love it. Oh. God. Well... We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully we don't die. You have a rocket launcher. What's the worst that could happen? We blow yeah. ourselves up. That's pretty That's bad. That's true. That's pretty true. <sighs> oh, well, again, thank you everyone for tuning in. We will be back next week. Uh, we'll have a dramatic confrontation with Royal. Will it be the last one? Will he snake his way out of this? Find out next Wednesday on Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. <laughs>